Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Tuesday night into a Wednesday morning. And we have a lot to discuss tonight. Um, as I told Jody during the crossover, uh, jokingly, and we talk Eagles, Phillies, you know, getting into some Flyers talk. I don't know if we'll do any of that uh, tonight because we have just. A story to, to to talk about that gets more ridiculous by the day. And it's it's insane. It's insane. It's absurd. Everything that is going on with the Sixers and Ben Simmons um, down at the Sixers facility on Tuesday. And that's what we'll obviously start with here. And it continued again on Tuesday. And, and when I signed off last night, yesterday morning, around... 520 or so at that time I had anticipated that we would spend the majority of this show discussing Ben Simmons and and this long-awaited media availability that um you know we haven't heard from Ben since his post-game news conference in game seven we haven't heard from him since the comments were made by Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid all the speculation all offseason um all summer long about him wanting a trade, would the Sixers trade him, are they shopping him? I think we knew they were shopping him, and I was very interested to hear what Ben Simmons had to say. I was expecting that we would discuss that um, a lot on the show tonight. What we do know now is Ben Simmons, um, you know, never ended up speaking on Tuesday, and whatever he could have said in that post-game news conference, paled in comparison to what actually happened at uh, in Camden at the Sixers facility on Tuesday. And even though I thought that would be extremely interesting, extremely eventful to hear what Simmons had to say, what happened on Tuesday was far more interesting and far more insane. And, and as you know by now, 
we never heard from Ben on Tuesday. He did not speak, did not meet with the media. And, and you know, as we work weird hours here, we sleep weird hours during the day. Mike and I would. And, and I wake up um, at some point in the afternoon and I wake up to a text from Mike that says, well, I guess the fans won't be cheering Ben on Friday night. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, I got what, ha- what happened here? What did he say? And I log on to, to Twitter. I look and see. and Twitter.com. Twitter.com. The Twitter.com on the old TL. And I see that Ben didn't speak because he was thrown out of practice by Doc Rivers on Tuesday, um, according to the reports from people that were at practice and I guess saw this go down, that he was insubordinate and would not do what he was asked to do during practice. It's according to Doc Rivers. He said it himself. Right, right. But at that time, it was recorded according to uh, the sources before I I saw the actual uh, quotes from Doc. But to give you exactly what happened here, here was Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, on Tuesday on why Ben Simmons was thrown out of Sixers practice by Doc Rivers. Early in the 76ers practice this morning, I'm told, uh, Ben Simmons was told to sub into a drill by Doc Rivers. He told him he didn't want to do it. He was told a couple more times to sub in. He said no, and so Doc Rivers said, well, then get out. Threw him out of practice. The team suspended Ben Simmons for the team's opener tomorrow night. And this has been building for several days. I mean, really since Ben Simmons returned to Philadelphia, Uh, his engagement, I think both physically and mentally, uh, has left a lot to be desired. And he has not shown that he was a player necessarily ramping up to start playing in games. And today, Philadelphia decided to throw him simply out of practice, suspend him. And that's where we are on the eve of opening night for the Sixers. So Ben Simmons asked to do a defensive drill, refused, and Doc sent him home. Doc throws him out of practice. And I love the... the you know, exact um, quotes as the reporter said. I don't think Doc exactly said it this way. We'll get to Doc's comments a little later on. But, it, you know, Ben said no, and Doc's like, all right, go home. You know, just go home. And the, Ben the, just dropped the basketball and walked out, which is visually hilarious. The ending was the best part, though, the way he punctuated it. How did he punctuate it? So that's where we're at. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, or, or I thought you were going to hit me with, uh, with uh, that. that's enough. That, that's enough. Um, no, he finished with. So that's where we're at with the Ben Simmons thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. There you go. But uh, Ben ends up getting sent home. And let's face it, this is ridiculous. Obviously, the whole situation is crazy. It's unlike anything we have ever seen with this kind of animosity between a player and an organization, at least in this town. And I mean, we've been through T.O., We've been through Wentz, even though the Wentz thing was much quieter, more passive-aggressive. We've had our issues of players having problems with organizations before. We've never seen it get to this point, where it is this outwardly exposed for everyone to see how, you know, contentious this whole thing is between Ben Simmons and the organization. And, you know, uh, as I'm listening... I've listened to the station a lot today, uh, looking a lot online and seeing what people have to say. And and this is not a good situation for anybody involved. That's obvious. But as I'm listening, 
there's been a lot of criticism levied toward the Sixers organization about not trading Ben Simmons earlier. Now, if you want to rip Daryl Morey for not closing the James Harden trade, by all means. Uh, You know, I'm not going to deny that. I personally, we've been through this many times, I personally do not believe the Rockets were ever negotiating with the Sixers in good faith. I just don't. I don't think it was a situation where they were ever going to trade James Harden to Daryl Morey um, because of Morey's connection to the Rockets. I don't think their owner, Tillman Fertitta, would have been uh, crazy about just, you know, giving an MVP caliber player, a player who had been yours for almost a decade and just trading him over to Daryl Morey um, after Daryl Morey leaves the Rockets in the fashion that he does, says he's going away from basketball for a while, and weeks later is the Sixers general manager. Like, I don't believe the Houston Rockets were ever negotiating with the Sixers in good faith and were ever going to trade James Harden to Philadelphia. There's some reporting that supports that, some that does not. Feel however you want. I believe it, but if you don't and and you don't believe that, you want to rip Maury, for not getting that trade done, not giving him that benefit of the doubt, by all means, uh, that that's that's fair, without a doubt. But the bottom line is, since then, Ben Simmons basically threw up all over himself in the playoffs. Like, let's face it, in that Atlanta series, specifically Game 5 through Game 7, he was a total negative for this team. And in that time period, his trade value plummeted so significantly that there is nothing Daryl Morey could have done about that. Like, you can argue if you want that they could have made the Harden deal. But ever since then, there is no deal that's been out there to be made. What happened in the playoffs, whether it was a mental breakdown, whether it was cowardice, whatever it is, There was no deal to be made from that moment to now that made sense. And I've been hearing this all day long. Is Well, they got to trade him now. You got to get rid of Ben Simmons right now. He's going to be ruining this season. He's going to ruin this team. You got to get rid of him immediately. There is nothing that you can trade him for at this point. And it is not the Sixers organization's fault that we're in this situation. And this bothers me. That this, you know, shifting of the blame has seemed to happen from Ben to the Sixers. This is squarely on Ben Simmons. Squarely on Ben Simmons. He's the one who failed. He's the one who requested a trade. The Sixers tried to trade him. It didn't work out. You got to be a big boy. You got to come back. You got to honor your contract. You got to do your job. And you got to play until your value gets to a point that it makes sense for the Sixers to trade you. But this is not on the Sixers organization that we're in this position right now. This is on Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons alone. He's a failure, he's a coward. And based on reports, not a very good person either. When you read what Shams wrote, on Tuesday, the way he's treating employees that have nothing to do with this situation. It's really ridiculous. And the way he's acting is, uh, forget befitting of an NBA player, forget you know befitting of any kind of professional, 
It's the behavior of a spoiled child. Clearly has issues, he's clearly extremely narcissistic, but this is on Ben Simmons. This is not on the Sixers organization. And I want to know from you to start this show, because I've heard, I was listening to a lot of the station today, and the, the, the responsibility and the blame in this situation has shifted, as far as I can tell, from Ben Simmons to all of a sudden, this is on the Sixers, and the Sixers have created this by not trading him earlier. This is a Ben Simmons problem. There has been no trade to be made from the time he made his request to now. That's his fault. It's his fault that he failed in the playoffs. It's his fault that his value has plummeted to a point that nobody wants him. And I want to know if you see it the same way. Who's more the reason that we are in this mess that we are in right now? And there's no doubt it is a mess. It's not good for anybody. But is this more the fault of Ben Simmons, or is this more the fault of the Sixers organization? It's Ben Simmons, and it's not even close. Like, if you put a percentage on this, and if you want to blame the Sixers organization for the years prior and the coddling of Ben Simmons and the, uh, you know, idea of them not forcing him to expand his game and become a better player and become a more complete player, that's fine. That has nothing to do with the leadership that's currently in place. That has nothing to do with Daryl Morey. Those are the sins of Brian Colangelo and Brett Brown and, and uh, well, Hinky was gone by the time Simmons got here, but that's those front office issues. This has nothing to do with Daryl Morey. And I'm not here to cape up for Daryl Morey or anything like that. But as I'm hearing all this criticism of Maury should have traded him earlier, should have got rid of him for whatever you could have gotten, that is not smart business. And we're in this situation because nobody wants Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons was terrible in the playoffs. That's nobody else's fault but his own. It's not the Sixers' fault. It's not Joel Embiid's fault. Not even Doc Rivers' fault, even though Doc has, you know, did what he did last year as far as covering for him every step of the way. Uh, You know, this is a Ben Simmons issue. And Ben Simmons is the reason we're in this mess right now, not the Sixers organization. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Let's get it started on the phones with Nick in Delaware. What's up, Nick? Yo, Nick. Hey, what's up? How are you doing? Not bad, man. What's going on? I'm doing all right. I, I heard what you said, and I'm sorry, my friend. I think you're just so wrong about this issue. Like, Ben Simmons, like, all right, listen. If you want to say that Ben Simmons should show up because he has a contract, I agree with that. But the Sixers have mismanaged Ben Simmons for years. We can talk about the current period now, or we can talk about the past. Either one. Which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the current period, Nick. What has what Daryl Morey specifically done to mismanage this? Well, first of all, Let's go back to, like, the Atlanta Hawks series, right? Like, people say, well, Ben Simmons doesn't have a reason to be mad. I'm not even a Ben Simmons fan. I think they should have traded him years ago. But since you don't want to talk about the past, I won't talk about the past. But let's just talk about the Atlanta Hawks series. Ben Simmons, they made Ben Simmons scapegoat for that series. I'm a Sixers fan. I've been a Sixers fan since Allen Iverson days. And they conveniently, Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers, they made Ben Simmons escape for, for that series. And I think that Ben Simmons has a right to feel offended by that. Because, like, if you go back to the series, and I watched every single game, the Sixers should have won that series in five games. Let's go back. 
Sixers had a 25 point lead in Game Five. Yeah, and what, and what, what, and what turned and what, what turned game that game? Four, Nick, what turned? They had an 18 point right. lead board. Remember, Joel Embiid went 0 for 12 in the second half of that game. Nick, what turned Game Five? What turned Game Five? What turned Game Five around? What turned Game Five around? What was what was the moment? What was what happened in that game that turned that game if, around? If you want to blame it on Ben Simmons' free throws, yes, I like, am. That's exactly what I'm blaming. You had a twenty-five point lead at home against the Atlanta Hawks. This isn't a great team or some team with some championship pedigree. This is a team that's really done nothing in like the history of the NBA. Yeah, and the Hawks got back in the game by the Hawks got back in the home? game. The Hawks got back in the game by putting Ben Simmons on the free throw line. He couldn't make a free throw. Even if Ben Simmons, remember, they had a twenty-five point lead in the second half. Even if Ben Simmons doesn't make a single free throw, first of all, let's let, let's go back. If, if if Ben Simmons is so terrible, then Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, who's supposed to be this championship coach, I don't really like Doc Rivers that much. Why doesn't Doc Rivers put him on the bench? In I retrospect, mean, in retrospect, he absolutely should have. Nick, that's a fair if, that's a fair criticism. If you got a twenty-five point lead at home, and Ben Simmons is really the reason. His free throws is the reason why you lost the game, which I don't even agree with. You still should be able to see out that game. Then just put him on the bench. You know, that's a bad coaching move. I mean, Doc Rivers made terrible coaching moves. Even if you go back to game one of that series, where he put Danny Green on Trey Young, and Trey Young just went crazy in the first game until they made the switch to put Ben Simmons on Trey Young, and then they came back and they lost at the end of game one. But that, it showed that, like, that was a bad coaching move from the very beginning. But if you look throughout the series, the Sixers should have won game four. They should have won game five. Even in game seven at home, the Atlanta Hawks, like Joe Embiid comes out and says, oh, well, I thought the series, the game turned when, you know, Ben Simmons didn't dunk that ball. First of all, that was in the fourth quarter. It was like six minutes left. The Atlanta Hawks were winning. The Atlanta Hawks were outplaying the Sixers in game seven on their home court. And the idea, even if Ben Simmons dunks that ball, I don't even necessarily agree that we would have won that game. So the Nick, Atlanta Hawks were playing better than we were at that time. So, Nick, so, do you not think like a huge problem in that series of Ben Simmons not being aggressive at all offensively? He took three shots in the fourth quarter of the entire I series. That. I agree with that, but don't make him the scapegoat afterwards. See, they conveniently made him the scapegoat to, 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 to remove blame from themselves. You notice how... After that series, it was all about Ben Simmons. Nick. Ben Simmons needs to be traded. It, ben Simmons this, Ben Simmons that. I was like, wait a second, Joel Embiid, you were second MVP voting. Why didn't you carry us on? Wait a second, Doc Rivers, you're supposed to be the championship coach. How do you blow a 25-point lead at home and a 14-point, an 18-point lead in game four on the road? I mean, so I think that Ben like, to me, I believe you win as a team and you lose as a team. So when you come out afterwards and make Ben Simmons a scapegoat, no, look, Ben Simmons, Okay, let's look at Ben Simmons. First of all, Doc Rivers was the one that was in that series was saying, oh, you don't know basketball if you think I should put Ben Simmons on the bench. I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. He should have been Ben Simmons. Nick, Nick, let me me stop you for a second here. Because you can't have it both ways. You say, well, they threw him under the bus after Game 7. It's the first time anybody has said anything negative about Ben Simmons. And you want to ask why Doc, you know, stuck up for him and was so effusive in his praise the whole time. Don't you think some of that had to do with the fact that Doc knew this guy was so soft that he couldn't deal with any criticism whatsoever? Like, that's the reason Doc was acting the way he was acting prior to prior to Game 7 last year, because they knew how soft he was. They knew how much of a wuss he was. Listen, I agree with that person. Like I said, basically... You just ripped him for doing it. Years ago, but you've got to win that series. Like, the reality is that, like, if we beat the Atlanta Hawks and we get to the next series, who knows? Now, I personally don't think we would have beat Milwaukee anyway, but 
who knows what would have happened. So you just got to see out that series. If you're a coach, if you're this great coach like Doc Rivers, you have to have the guts, the balls, to put Ben Simmons on the bench when, when you need to put him on the bench. Don't sit there and say that, well, we don't know basketball if you think we should bench Ben Simmons and afterwards be like, oh, it's Ben Simmons' fault. It's like, well, look, you're the coach. You've got to make that call. Like, we were, we were good enough to beat the Atlanta Hawks even with Ben Simmons not scoring in the fourth quarter. We still should have won that series pretty easily. I mean, to me, I mean, when you look at all the games, I mean, the Atlanta Hawks had to come back from large deficits that we blew. I mean, and listen, let's be honest. And Nick, Nick, no one Look, look we... at Tobias Harris. What was Tobias Harris doing? To... Like, if we look at the score lines, stat lines of a lot of these games, there were a lot of players that came up small. Yeah, Tobias Harris, had, Tobias Harris had a terrible series. There's no doubt about that. But, He's Nick, how do you player. think – How do you I, think? That's, that's crazy. How do you think you – know, Ben Simmons is a max player, Nick. Ben Simmons is a max player. Here's the thing, though. They gave Ben Simmons a max contract even though they knew he doesn't shoot. He never shot the ball. And, see, this is why I blame the Sixers because I know you want to go, don't want to go back to the, like, the draft, but to me, even if you look at Ben Simmons in the draft, remember that documentary that he did at LSU? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could see the signs that this guy was like a very disrespectful guy, like a guy that didn't have the right attitude. Even his rookie season where he, he hurt his foot. And he could have come back that season, but – he wanted to win Rookie of the Year, so they let him sit out the whole season so he could come back the next season and win Rookie of the Year. Like, they were doing all kinds of stuff, just complete mismanagement. Like, you remember when Brett Brown said, hey, I want you to shoot threes, and he didn't take a three like the rest of the year. And the Sixers just put up with all that, and they gave him max contract after all of that. So, you know, I mean, like, we can go back. They got rid of Jimmy Butler. Joel talked about it. That was a mistake. You know, like, the thing is, like, I always said this. I was never a fan of the process. And my point about the process, I remember telling my friends, I said, if you have a team in the organization that knows how to draft players, develop players, put a team together, you don't need a process. Like, I remember being furious when I was a kid when, when we had AI. And remember how when we had AI, the Sixers organization could never put another guy next to AI. Remember all these guys that they were trying to roll out, the, the, the Larry Hughes and the Keith Van Horns and the – uh, the Kenny Thomases and Chris Webbers, like they couldn't put a team together. Exactly. You know, and this, exactly. And this is just another example of the Sixers not being able to run their organization. I, I like, got, I got you, Nick, and I, I'm sorry. I got to move on. I appreciate the call. Good call. But like the, the reason the Sixers couldn't surround him is because they didn't. I don't want to get back into a whole process debate tonight. Like that is is you know not the not the route to go. Um, I agree with what the Sixers did. I agree. I, I'm I even. We'll still say, I, I'm not going to go back and say they shouldn't have drafted Ben Simmons. I still thought, considering the potential upside and what he could have developed into at the time, what you thought he could have developed into, that was the pick to me. That's what I thought then, and you know I'm not going to change uh, my opinion on that. Obviously, with hindsight, maybe you do go a different direction, but it's not. this is not a process issue here. And sure, the Sixers organization, in their treatment of Ben Simmons in the past— has contributed to this. But I am very uncomfortable with the idea that they are the primary reason. That it, 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 it is the Sixers organization mishandled. No, 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 no. This is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the one who isn't motivated, isn't self-motivated enough to work on his game and expand his game. Ben Simmons is the one who couldn't figure out why he can't make free throws down the stretch. 
He's the one who refuses to shoot in games. And sure, you can put some on the organization if you want. First of all, Daryl Morey, I don't really think Daryl Morey is at fault for much of any of it. Well, he started this here. He started, you asked earlier, what did Daryl Morey do? Right. Well, you know, gee, maybe, you know, trading within the first 60 days of his job, he tried to trade the guy out of town. For, for James Harden. Houston. <laughs> For James yeah. Harden, who wouldn't make that trade? No, we're talking about from Ben's perspective. We're not right. talking about from your as a fan perspective. From Ben's perspective, this guy tried to trade him within the first 60 days of meeting him. Right, and, and players get mentioned in trade talks. That happens all the time. All the time. Yeah, but guys get talked about in trades all the time. Not max player deals. For, you want year, you know, year one of a deal? Ben, like ben was, I guess he signed that deal 18 months before. They, and they're, they're trying to trade him to Houston, a rebuilding Houston. Like, you know, but, but you can't say that's nothing. But this is the problem with Ben, is he thinks he's more than he is. Because that's like, what dude, they told him he was. James that's, that's Harden what they... is significantly better than you are. He doesn't care about that. He was sold, here's a max deal, to be a superstar for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, you're, you're part of the show. And then this guy comes in within the first 60 days. He's trying to trade him. Mike. No, you're going to, as a Sixers fan, sure, you want that deal done. But I'm just, I'm a, you're, you're asking what, you know, what did Daryl do to Ben? There's your answer. But do you think Ben, seriously though, do you think when Ben signs that deal, he is excited about like five years in Philadelphia, I'm committed to this city, I'm committed to Philly. No, he's he committed. He didn't no, no, the money. No, he wanted the security, or he wanted the, the stardom. He wanted to be sold as like, you're one of our guys, we're like, we're going to build you up and it's going to help your brand and don't worry. Like, he wanted to like, I think like that's part of the deal being a max player. Like you have that security and that you've like, you kind of feel like you're an extension of the front office, so to say. Joel Embiid certainly does. He's he's earned it, you know, more. But well, he's, but he's Ben actually, thought he was sold that too. Well, well, Embiid is a, a player that that is you know warrants that kind of input. Ben okay. Simmons is not. But like, Ben was sold that he was like I, either like you want to like in hindsight say it shouldn't have happened. Fine, but he was sold by ownership that he was a max player and part of this. But he like this is the thing though. No player turns down that deal. Like no player turns down that first max contract. Ever. Yeah, what, like what he, of course he's gonna sign. Like of course he's gonna sign that contract. I'm not saying he shouldn't have signed it. I'm saying he was sold that he's gonna be like part of this team. And then this guy, sixty days on the job, is trying to trade him. Yeah, and things happen. Like James Harden becoming available <laughs> is something that 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 happens. And you know, as a professional, you should understand. He doesn't care that, about that. It has nothing to do with if he understands the X's and O's. Well, of well, it. well first of all, I don't think the Harden thing really played a part in this at all. Like, and I know we have sound from Ramona Shelburne later on that we'll get to, but I don't, I think it's just another excuse. I mean, how many excuses have we heard from Ben over the last few months as to well, why zero. he wants out? I mean, zero. From his camp. Like, well, we've heard from reporters, you know, talking yeah. to sources, but you, you, you know, we've heard, yes, and how many have we heard from Ben? We've heard zero. And it's a shame because he had a chance to come out and clarify all of this for us on Tuesday. I don't think you would add much But clarity, he's though. too much of a coward to do it. I don't think he's, 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 he's a coward. You he is. Th- you don't have to get the name calling. No, it's true. It's, it's, it is true. Okay. He is a coward. I mean, I, I, we, we can disagree on it, but he's afraid to face the fans. He's afraid to face his teammates. Won't say anything to any of his teammates. Won't say anything to Joel Embiid. Because he's done with them. They it's not that he's tried. afraid of them. He doesn't think like Embiid's going to bite him. They're trying to talk to him. They're trying to bring him back. He won't talk to any of them. Because he's made up his mind. Made up his mind that, that like he's you, not like going to honor his contract. Of, like Embiid's going like, to beat him up? Like What is he afraid of? No, he's, he, will not, like, he will not tell them what is wrong. He will not tell them anything about his situation. He just wants a fresh situation. I think that's what he said, right? 
what he you, hasn't said, visit? like you said, he hasn't said anything. No, he could have well, come out and clarified all of this. But he's too much of a coward to face the media. Not the media. It seems like when the team, you know, his bosses and his, his you know, the front office went to visit him, it sounds like he told them, I'm done, I want a fresh start. Now, you're, did he tell, you know, the sixth man, Matisse Thibel, that? Probably not. Probably not. Right, and that's the, and we'll get into that when we get back, because he can want whatever he wants. And if he wants a trade, he's more than, he has more than his right to want a trade. At the same time, the Sixers are under no obligation to trade him. Like, they don't need to do anything. And we'll talk about that a little more when we return in terms of Ben Simmons' trade value and what the Sixers should do next and how they should operate beyond this and whether it is time to just give in and give them up and move on or whether the Sixers should hold firm and, you know, uh, keep going throughout this process. Uh, We'll get into that more coming up next. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Tuesday night into a Wednesday morning. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. As we discuss the ever-evolving Ben Simmons situation, which, you know, as I mentioned to Jody during the crossover, nobody knows what's going to happen next. This situation is impossible to predict what's going to happen next. Um, And... You know, you think Ben's finally going to talk on Tuesday. You're finally going to hear what he has to say. I was looking very forward to what Ben would have to say. Um, But he gets kicked out of practice, won't go into a drill. um, And, you know, I guess this is his latest attempt to force the Sixers' hand. Uh, We'll see if it's going to work. And we'll get to some comments from Woj in a few minutes here on whether this has affected the Sixers' thinking uh, and whether they should look to move on. Um, But... It's just, it, it's a total mess. There's no doubt it's a total mess. And it's a mess of Ben Simmons making, as far as I see. There's one thing we can predict, though, and there's one wild card side. And the thing we can predict is that, you know, if you didn't learn this already and didn't see this, Ben Simmons is done playing with the Sixers. He's no, no longer interested. And the wild card is what the Sixers are going to do, because it doesn't seem like the Sixers have received that message yet. Yeah, I mean... I, like, I, Doc Rivers expects him at practice Thursday, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but, like... This this is my whole thing. Like, you need somebody else to tr- to do a trade. Like, you need another team to do a trade, and like nobody wants him right now. Like nobody wants him. Well, it sounds like from Woj, teams want him, but Daryl Morey is asking for more than the other teams think he's worth. Right. Yeah. And that's 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 you know the nature of trade negotiations. And um, you know Ben can want to trade all he wants, and I hope he gets his way eventually. I would love for the Sixers to be able to move on. And Ben to be able to move on. But at the same time, the Sixers shouldn't make a deal that's not going to, you know, help their team in a meaningful way. And if Ben Simmons doesn't understand that, that, that's his problem. I mean, that's not the Sixers' problem. Sixers don't need to do anything. They don't need to, to move on from him right now. And when you look at who's desperate here, I think this is obvious. that This is more than anything... Ben Simmons just getting increasingly desperate. Like, he is so desperate to end this that he is willing to do anything. And we'll see how far he's willing to go. We'll see what the next stunt is. I mean, this seems to be his latest uh, 
kind of play. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum at practice. Okay. I mean, let Ben have his little have his little tantrum. Go home Do you know for what the a day. Temper tantrum is all he did was politely decline, right? And then he left. Politely, Mike. Mike. What did you, he, like what made him to te- did he like you, throw chairs? Did so, Bobby Knight it? Like, do you what do you do you support what Ben did at practice on on Tuesday? Do you think that was no, quite frankly, a professional act? No, I think it's insane. He's even in the same room as the team. Like why was like why is he even in the face of like Joel Embiid and like Tobias? Like that's like that's just it's mind boggling to me. Like the guy like they're trying to get ready for a season opener and they have this distraction right in their face. Like what is going on down there? Well, what do you want? Like what what do you want them to do right now? Pay him to do nothing? Just let him sit on an exercise bike until you figure out how to make a trade. Like, like this is ridiculous. But why this, is he? Why is he in that room? But this is the thing: you can't he's, trade him. He's until not he a real plays. player anymore. It's a, it's a novelty. But you can't trade him until he plays. Like, this is the problem. But he's not going to play. This is that. That's this is what he does not understand: is that he is not getting traded until he plays. It's not going to happen. Because that, that's cause Ben Simmons' problem. Well, it's the Sixers' problem as well. I don't think it really is the Sixers' problem. Well, it is. They're, like, they're a worse team until they, they, until they plug this hole. Yeah, but, like, if say the best player you can get in return for Ben Simmons right now is D'Angelo Russell. That's a With, problem. That's a Sixers' problem. Right. And it's also a Ben Simmons' problem. Okay, but you just told me it wasn't a Sixers' problem. But, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to rush to do a deal right now. I'm not going to, you know, be pressured into doing a deal because Ben Simmons is going gonna, is gonna to throw a fit at practice. Let's, I don't just have him, like, go away somewhere and then... Figure out the deal when you do. Well, that's the thing. Like, and he should not be in that room as they're getting ready for a season. We'll get into that, but I like I don't think the players even care. Like I think they laugh this off as like this is like funny. I think they I think the players in that locker room look at Ben Simmons and they think he's a joke. This should not be one percent on their mind at all. Like it should be like just get him out of the room. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. But I I don't okay, think this is something that like affects them. I don't think the Sixers are going to go on the floor tomorrow night. Or Friday night, and they're going to be worrying about Ben Simmons. I think they look at Ben Simmons. They understand the organization is going through what they're going through, uh, trying to get rid of him. And I think they laugh it off, and I think they think the guy's a joke. Because that's what he is. He's a joke. And he's a loser. And that's what he is going to be until he he grows up and realizes he's got to be a professional sometimes. I mean, you got a contract. You got to honor your contract. You'll get traded eventually. You got to deal with it. But like, like everyone in that room except Danny Green is a loser. Like what? Like they can't. Like Tobias Harris can't call him a loser. Like they're all losers, right? Like, am, what, I missing, why, am, I am I missing all the? Am I missing all the championship pedigree? In that yeah, I mean, they haven't won Doc, a championship. I guess. Doc, I guess but like but. I'm not talking about a loser in sense of you haven't won a championship. I'm talking about a loser in terms of your personality and your attitude. Like Ben Simmons is behave is is. Demonstrating the behavior of a loser right now. I mean, th- th- you think that's the behavior of a winning player, Mike? Seriously? No, it's just a. It's to me, it's a guy who's like, he's just gone. Like he's they they've lost him. It's just, like it's just the, like he's dumped them and they just refuse to move on and just accept that it's over. Yeah, I mean that's not the nature of how contracts work, though. Like contracts, once you sign a contract, you're obligated to fulfill that contract okay, until well, you're you're on another team. Like I don't know what else just to figure out. Like if twenty nine other teams are telling you what his value is, you know, read the room. Yeah, I mean, but but and we'll get into it more in a second. But Daryl Morey's waiting. Darryl it sounds Morey's like you waiting. don't think his value is high either. If I'm reading you correctly, it sounds like you think he's a losing player. I think he is damaging his reputation seriously. I mean, I think every day that goes by, he's damaging his reputation. So, so where's this and grand that, value coming? That is not making the Sixers' job easier to trade him. 
But this is the thing. Like, so much of it comes down to the landscape. And, and let's get to Woj right now. Because I don't think the Sixers should give in. I don't think they should trade him right now. I don't think it makes sense for them to do so. And the little, you know, incident that happened on Tuesday does not change my mind in that regard. It does not serve them to do that right now. Here's Woj on what he's hearing and what the Sixers game plan is at this point. Clearly, Ben Simmons continues to try to push Philadelphia to find a trade for him. And right now, the Sixers, listen, they're what they've been after all along in this process was a star player back that they could plug in next to Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. They have not found that deal yet, and the Sixers are willing to go the distance here on this. The one thing that they insist they're not going to do is trade Ben Simmons for role players. And I think that's the right approach. Like, if you're trading him right now, and the name I'll throw out is D'Angelo Russell, where that's like, when you look at the interested teams, the types of players you could get back, the two names that you're hearing are like, D'Angelo Russell and Colin Sexton. I, I know Jody's a big Sexton guy. I'm not. Like, I I don't have any interest in either of those players. And I even think it would be somewhat detrimental for your team to bring in one of those guys because you're taking the ball out of Tyrese Maxey's hands in that situation. Because I so, do like Sexton a lot. So if there's not a move to be made at this point, I'm not doing it. Here's Woj on what the interest is right now around the league in Benson. There's still interest in Ben Simmons around the league. Right. Other teams know that this is part of an act. This is part of, of a process that Ben Simmons is going through to try to accelerate a trade. And you've got two sides here in Philadelphia and Ben Simmons. We're going to see which when is the other side going to give in. And that's exactly right. Like, and, and that's a perfect word is it's part of an act. This is all part of an act. This is just the latest attempt of Ben to try to get what he wants. You know, and it's his, his his latest kind of scheme or his latest kind of, you know, stunt. Last week, he shows up at the Wells Fargo Center unannounced. This week, it's, oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to intentionally get kicked out of practice so I don't have to talk to the media. We'll see what it is on Thursday. I'm sure I'll do something to, to try to force Sixers' hand then. But, like, I, I did listen to the station a lot on Tuesday. And so much of the sentiment amongst both callers and hosts is like, okay, this is it. You got to trade him now. You got to get rid of them right now. This is, you, you got to end this. No, you don't. This is exactly the kind of reaction that Ben Simmons wants. This is exactly the kind of reaction that he is trying to elicit when he does these things. He wants this kind of reaction in Philadelphia. He wants this kind of reaction from the Sixers organization where they're being pressured into you got to make a deal right now. They want this kind of uproar. That's what Clutch is going for here. And the sad reality, and I don't know, maybe Ben is either too arrogant or too stupid to know the reality of the situation. But nobody wants him right now. Nobody is going to offer value for him until he goes back on the floor and plays. That's the only way it's going to happen. And I don't know what offers will be out there in six weeks. I don't know what options will be available to Daryl Morey in mid-December that are not available to him right now. But Daryl Morey, you know, has a history of being a competent general manager. This is not a guy who comes with no pedigree and a guy who comes with no success. And he understands that this is a league that works in cycles. And there are different you know, stages to an NBA season and different active times and when trades can be made and trades are not going to be made. Right now, going into a season, 
opening night, people aren't making a trade right now. Nobody's making a significant trade the first month of the season. Well, the James Harden trade did happen. The James Harden trade. James Harden Twice. was a was a was a very um, unique situation. Let's just put it that way. Which one? Uh, the the Rockets one. Okay. Unique situation. Um, but this league works in cycles, and there's a far you know better chance that you're going to get an offer in six to eight weeks than you're going to get right now. And, hey, Mike Mike mentioned it, and he's, he's right. I mean, the league right now has spoken on what Ben Simmons' value is. But if the Sixers believe his value is higher, they should not give him up for some terrible deal that's not going to help your team. Daryl Morey has said everything he does is to maximize this team's chance to win a championship. And if you're trading Ben Simmons for players who aren't going to help you reach that goal, it doesn't make sense for you to trade him right now. It just doesn't. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, recent guys with, uh, as you would put it, loser mentality who kind of went through this exercise. Mm-hmm. Butler and Harden. Both of those guys. But, but Butler? Loser mentality? Well, he pulled us in Minnesota. I, I'm not, because, you know, this whole okay. stun is. Fair, fair enough. You're fair calling enough. a loser mentality. Whatever. So those guys didn't have anyone on that team to, to stand up to them and say, like, we're trying to win here, man. Like, you, like, James, like nobody's going to threaten James Harden. Or, you're not threaten, but you know what I mean. Confront him. And then. Please, like, Cat's not going to do that to, to Jimmy But Wiggins isn't. So, like, those guys could just, like, do their mopey little loser mentality thing. I don't I, I don't, I don't know how this team's going to – like, Joel Embiid, and Green, and Harris, like, how is he going to go out there and pl- – like, the idea that the Sixers have, we'll just reintegrate them and then we'll throw them in a deal six – or, you know, six weeks from now. It just doesn't seem realistic. It, like, when you played out, like, in your imagination, it doesn't – I can't see him playing with Embiid in these guys. It's over. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is, but like the the other the rest of the team is ready to move forward. They've said that many times. Like they are all ready to welcome him back and play until he gets traded. But he's not. Okay. Well, that that's not that's not the Sixers, you know, responsibility that oh, well, we won't play. I guess we got to trade him. You know, I guess we we just got to get rid of him right now. You know, he's under contract four more years, but Ben wants to go, so we we got to give Ben what he wants. So what does it accomplish, though, having him dribble and watch them practice? It doesn't accomplish anything right now. So then what are the— But, like, like, when you're saying, like, people are wrong to blame the Sixers, what are the Sixers doing here? Because the landscape of the league could change in six to eight weeks, Mike. I don't know what kind of difference, you know, could could happen here, but but you don't think that teams will view their situations differently— in six to eight weeks than they do right now, Sure, but it's sure not going to be because Ben Simmons is dribbling and watching his teammates get ready to play basketball. It's not going to be because of that. Re- like, him being in front of the team does nothing. It just creates a skeptical... Like, the fact that Embiid and, like, all those guys... And Rivers have... Well, I mean, not Rivers. He's the coach, obviously. But, like, this should not be something the players have to deal with and, and, and you know, have to deal with every day. I agree. But that's that's on Ben. Like this isn't on. Well, the he should Sixers. not be invited back. Like he should not be invited in that in that gymnasium while they're practicing. Like put him on a bike somewhere. Like I know it sounds callous, but, or you know, cr- like doesn't co- sound cruel. But, it okay, sure, don't worry about it. Okay, but like you know what I mean. Like just he's on his own. Th- like everyone knows what's going on. Like there's no. It's so like, pay him to do nothing until you just until you figure out what his value is. G- give him his way, essentially. No, I mean I would I would just trade him, but you know. It doesn't sound like that. It sounds like the Sixers are over. It sounds like the Sixers have the highest opinion of Ben Simmons of the thirty teams. Is what you're. Well, you have a high opinion of Ben Simmons, don't you? I do. I think he's a talented player. Yeah. So, so why wouldn't you hold him? 
like well, like it if, sounds like everyone if you, ta- it if seems you, like everyone like thinks I'm wrong. But. If you have such a high opinion of Ben Simmons from an executive standpoint, mm. I'm surprised your your read on this is the way it is. I have to like, re- I have to read that it's over between my co- my myself, my coach and my player. Like you know, it's over. I I messed up and it's over. I lost the guy. So the, you put this more on the Sixers. You think the Sixers are the ones that are responsible for Ben Simmons wanting out and this isn't on Ben. It's on is that, it's 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 not a hundred to zero because when you say it's not all Ben, it's that's that's not true. It's you think it's more on the Sixers? It's probably sixty forty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I would love to get your opinion on that. Is this more on Ben Simmons or the Sixers? Um, <laughs> I think it's more on Ben. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, let's get Andy in Oxford up here. He's been waiting. What's up, Andy? Morning. What's going on, man? Thanks for hanging. Don't want to sleep, but it's good conversation. No, thanks, Andy. Um, I'm not really going to comment on Ben Simmons. I think that issue's been beaten hard enough the last few days. Yeah, it's a pretty but, big topic, though, Andy. I hope you understand why we're talking about it. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and my son, who's almost 21, we talk about it all the time. He's at Penn State, and we talk about it all the time. Um, but um, the one thing I will say is about Simmons, I think the Sixers should give him a box of kittens and send him home because he'll be happy with the kittens. Um, but uh, I have a Big Sky report. Oh, nice. Always love a you Big Sky report. First, or do you want my Braves talk first? Uh, let's uh, let's just get the Big Sky report first, Andy. Okay. Well, uh, let's see here. Let me put my glasses on. Um, Eastern Washington is 7-0. and They got a kid named Eric Barriere. Okay. 28 touchdowns, five picks, 3,000 and change yards um, this season. He's 6'1, 210 pounds. Um, He seems to be uh, uh, pretty effective. And in the last game that they played uh, last Saturday, he threw for 600 yards with a 74% completion percentage. Okay. What what, what do you got on the Braves, Andy? Okay. Um, Braves, I'm trying to figure out the difference between the Braves and the Phillies. The Braves for 30 years, give or take a few, have generally put out a consistent product. Make I don't know how many years they've made the playoffs in the last 30 years. And I don't understand through Bobby Cox and all the coaches and no doubt front office changes how they've managed to continually put out a very competitive team, whereas the Phillies seem to struggle with that. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, Andy, they they develop players a lot better. Uh, they evaluate players a lot better, and I think it's really as simple as that. The Braves are a really good organization that, you know, consistently they're bringing players up through their farm system. They're they're finding guys who can play critical roles. I mean, just look at what they did at the deadline, going out and getting guys like Adam Duvall and Jorge Soler. Uh, they find value in that way, and, and they're just a significantly better run organization than the Phillies are. Well, I see that the Phillies have made some changes in their scouting uh, group 
mm-hmm. speak um, and looking at news from the Phillies this week, and it looks like their player development people and scouting people are uh, been flipped to a new group. Have you heard about any of that or any comments? Yeah, no, and, and, and yeah, they, they have made some changes in the front office, and I appreciate the call, Andy, thanks. And they made some changes um, with the development staff uh, in terms of bringing in Preston Mattingly, who's now the farm director, and I hope it works. I mean, obviously, the Phillies need to find a way to start developing talent, um, but based on the decisions they've made over the last decade, I, I don't have a lot of faith. And you watch these playoffs right now. It is troubling how far away the Phillies are from these teams that we're watching. And especially the Braves, who, tough loss for the Braves in Game 3. It's a weird situation where they're up 2-1 in the series, and it, it, it weirdly felt like the Braves lost that series on Tuesday night. Uh, they had an opportunity to go up 3-0. Obviously, it's very hard for a team to come back from that kind of a deficit. Um, and... Uh, They end up blowing that game. Cody Bellinger, a massive three-run home run to tie it in the eighth, and then Mookie Betts with a big double to give the Dodgers the lead. But you look at the Braves, a team in this division, and, I mean, you you weren't anywhere close. We saw it the final week of the season. When you have these – when you have this series with the season potentially on the line, an opportunity to – uh, you know, win the division or at least make inroads uh, that final week, and the Braves just pound you. And this is the Braves without one of the top three to five players in baseball in Ronald Acuna. And I, I don't love the prospects of this team moving forward in terms of catching the Atlanta Braves, and I think you see it in this postseason. They're better than the Phillies pretty much everywhere, starting pitching, defensively, offensively, bullpen, farm system, um, and – I don't really see that changing uh, a lot in the years to come. Uh, let's go to Dave in Cherry Hill. What's up, Dave? Hey. How's it going, Dave? This is a complex uh, question with uh, with uh, Ben Simmons. You can't just boil it down to one person made this mistake is wrong and one person is right. Uh, it took a lifetime to get here. Just nobody – it's so hard to understand that Simmons could be so sensitive as to take a little criticism of his game and just cause all this situation. But it happened. It's, it's nobody's fault. Nobody, it was under the surface. Simmons seemed to be a, a guy that didn't care, that you couldn't hurt, and it's not true. And, and it was, uh, he did get hurt. And what um, Mike is saying, and which I kind of agree with, and, and of seeing the situation of the reality of what it is and fix it, Look at the. It's a very comparable situation to Carson Wentz. Looking back on it, I think nobody would say that uh, Roseman didn't make a good situation out of a bad situation by trading him, getting in, getting done with him, let him move on, let him have his way, let him go to another team. And the Sixers, it's good for the Sixers or, and the uh, the Eagles in this case that they could move on and uh, get a new quarterback and then just fix it yeah I agree I agree Dave and actually this is something Mike and I were talking about before the show um and I do think Howie Roseman did do a good job in a in a difficult situation with Carson Wentz but I think the key difference and Mike actually brought this up was 
the Eagle or the the um, the Sixers don't have a, a team like the Colts out there that wants Ben Simmons. Like there was a team out there that wanted Carson Wentz. They were able to go get him. That was a team you kind of had bidding against themselves. The Sixers aren't in that situation. Nobody really wants Ben Simmons right now. You're right. That's the one situation. If that hadn't come along, yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't. They've had, they would have had to accept a second round pick. Or, and nobody else. It could have taken a lot longer. It would have been a lot more difficult. And you're right. I don't think they would have gotten the same kind of return they were able to get. But the situation is that that they were lucky, and Sixers are not lucky. But but they are both comparable, and they both uh, face a situation, a reality right now that Roseman, I think, was willing to accept. And the the uh, and Mike's right in that the Sixers are not willing to accept this reality that is right there now. Yeah, I hear you, Dave, and I appreciate it, man, and thank you for the call. And, like, I think the, Sixer, the Sixers know that this isn't a good situation. But, again, like, I don't have a problem with them waiting for a deal that they think is worth making. Like, and I get that Ben Simmons doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. I get that it's not ideal for him to be, you know, throwing these tantrums and causing these scenes and and doing all this different stuff. But where I do disagree is, like, I don't think this is something that is massively going to affect this team. Like, I don't think Ben Simmons is somebody they give a second thought to. Like, I think this happens. I think they laugh it off. They don't care. They know the deal. They know what this guy is. They know what he is. I don't care about that, man. What's that? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Coming up next, because that coming up next, I do want to hear. We'll let you hear from Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid on what happened at practice on Tuesday, and we'll break down the man man controversy uh, that Joe and the Bagman were talking about during their show. Um, and Mike and I might not agree on much tonight. I think we both agree on this one. We'll see. Uh, coming up next, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly. Coming up later this hour, we'll be joined by Dave Uram of KYW News Radio. Um, see what Dave has to say about the Ben Simmons uh, situation. Um, but we're just talking, Mike and I were just talking during the break. Um, and uh, uh, Nick Sirianni came up in conversation. And I wonder, we were talking about Sirianni's wardrobe choices last night. I wonder if now Sirianni, maybe the next level for him to try to ingratiate himself to, to Philadelphia fans. Maybe instead of wearing, like, Philadelphia gear, maybe he develops, like, a an anti-Ben Simmons shirt or something like that. That would be something that I think many people would enjoy. Um, and, uh, you know, Sirianni's obviously big into that. Maybe that's the route he goes next, uh, an anti-Ben Simmons shirt um, or something like that. But obviously... Uh, talking about the Ben Simmons right, that'll situation. give people a, more of a more confidence that he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah, no, I don't think anything's going to increase that. In, going to increase uh, people's confidence in Nick Sirianni. But if he's trying to buy favor well, with I the think, fan base, I think that could hurt it though. 
I I don't I don't think so. I think if he spends an ounce of time on having a Ben Simmons take and then right. make a T-shirt on it, then I mean it was a, it, is that a loser mentality? It was a it was a it was a joke. I don't expect <laughs> him to do that. Um, but um, yeah, I I. I I I don't know how he could uh, do this. I'm trying to think if he could do something with like dog mentality um, with Ben. Uh, you know, in the other meeting of dog mentality. Well, Ben holding the cat up, cat mentality. Cat. Oh my God, raise the cat. This is all these memories that used to be positive memories are now are now sad memories. Um, as this it's, organization, it's not that big of a deal. Raise uh, the it cat. Is. It is. It, the, the, I mean the. the the disintegration of the this era uh, is is bad news, but raise the cat. Oh God, we're talking about the Ben Simmons situation. And I did want to get to the sound from some of the parties involved here because this, it, it, I mean, it is laugh out loud funny. All things all things being equal, whether the Sixers get make a trade, whether they hold on to Ben, this situation on Tuesday was high comedy, and uh, so Ben gets kicked out of practice by Doc Rivers, who basically just said, "Yeah, go home." You know, just get out of here. And Ben uh, leaves uh, immediately. But here was Doc um, after practice on why he elected to uh, kick Ben out and ultimately suspend him. It was a distraction today. Uh, I didn't think he wanted to do uh, what everybody else was doing. And it was early. It wasn't a big deal. I just told him he should leave then. And we went on with practice. So Sixers move on from there. Uh, ben leaves, and you know, like I like I I said, I don't think this is something that the players really care too much about at this point. Um, but uh, Doc uh, said Ben will be given another chance on Thursday when the Sixers return from New Orleans without Ben. Uh, here is Doc Rivers on giving Ben Simmons more opportunities. Every single moment, I'm going to give Ben a chance to join the team and be part of the team. Uh, he's under contract to be part of the team. And so that's not going to change. Um, you know, sometimes it happens quick and guys join back in. Sometimes it doesn't. I've been in both situations, and I'm fine with that. Uh, but at the end of the day, as a coach, I have to protect the team. Uh, uh, the team first, and then we get to the other part. And so today, I just thought it was more important to focus on the team. And I guess this is the way it's going to be, that Ben – will be invited to come to practice. If he acts out, he'll be sent home and he'll be fined. And I guess we'll go through this until Ben uh, decides to start acting a little more professionally. Uh, but here is more from Doc Rivers on whether he's worried about this situation affecting the team. Well, I hope it doesn't. The team's in a good place right now. Again, Keith, I got to focus on our team, not what could happen. I got to focus on what's happening now. Right now. Yeah, so right now I'm telling you, our team is focused. That's all I can do. I can't tell you if they're going to be focused in three weeks or not. You know what I'm saying? Right now, that group, that's a focused basketball team. So Doc thinks they're focused going to New Orleans. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow night, you know, if they look – if they look good, I know it's not the best team in the world, but if they play well, that would be uh, something that would be encouraging to see and maybe lend some confidence. But here's more from Doc on why the Sixers are even attempting to bring them back. Because he's a good player. He can help us. And so, uh, listen, the one thing I know about players, our players will welcome anyone back in that wants to be in. I also know that players will not welcome anyone that doesn't want to be in. And so when that time comes... I guarantee you it won't be a hard thing to do. And I kind of see that. Like, I, the Sixers team 
minus Ben Simmons, has been accepting. And I think they understand the situation because they're professionals. They don't necessarily want to play with Ben Simmons, but they understand the situation. They understand that if trade's not going to happen right now, you don't really have a choice. You know, you can let him sit at home and do nothing and pay him, or you can try to get some use out of him while he's under contract. And and I think the Sixers roster has actually been pretty professional throughout this whole process. But uh, Joel Embiid was also asked about his feelings on Ben Simmons. Here's what Joel had to say. At this point, I don't care about that man, honestly. He does whatever he wants. Uh, you know, that's not my job. Uh, you know, that's those guys' jobs. Uh, you know, I'm only focused on trying to make the team better, uh, win some games, uh, you know, play hard every night, uh, try to lead, you know, the guys that we have here. Uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way because, you know, our chemistry has been excellent. Uh, despite, you know, everything that's been happening in the, uh, in the last few months. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, uh, I don't I don't really care. And, you know, Joe, and there was, uh, what was the debate Bagman and uh, Joe Giglio were having about uh, Joe at the beginning when he says, I don't care about that man, whether I don't care about that in terms of the situation, comma, man? Right, uh, if, if you would. Yeah, if you would transcribe it with a comma, as if like, oh, I'm not, I'm not transcribing with a comma. I, I don't think there's any comma involved there. I think when he says that man, I think he's referring to, I don't, you know, he, that man is Ben Simmons. No comma. I don't know. He's pretty consistent calling people their first names, so it'd be weird if he had a. I don't know. I, I would say his tendencies lead to lead you to think that he, uh, he wouldn't say that man. He would say Ben. He would say I don't care about that man. You know, talking to Kyle. But but he also has not mentioned Ben's name by Ben by name once since Ever. Yeah, uh, not not <laughs> I, since not since training camp opened so I wonder if this is a new theme and he's not gonna you know maybe he's being respectful maybe Ben requested you know keep my name out your out. mouth and, and like, like five yeah and Joe Joe's trying to respect his wishes that, that's a professional thing to do I think Joe deserves to be commended for that uh, but here's more from Joel on whether there's a possibility he could uh, have a conversation with Ben uh, I don't mind. I mean, uh, you know, I'm trying to win. And to win, you have, you got to have, you know, that, rela- uh, that relationship with your teammates. Uh, you know, I do have uh, that relationship with, you know, all my teammates. Uh, but, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, our job is not to babysit somebody. Uh, you know, we here, we get paid to, we're just on the court, go out, uh, play hard, uh, win some games. Uh, that's all we get paid for. We don't get paid to come out here and, you know, try to babysit somebody. And uh, so that's that's all our job. And I'm sure my teammates feel that way. Uh, so we, we really focus on just, you know, winning and, you know, playing as a team. Uh, the main thing for us is to have fun. And I think we're going to have that in a lot this year. And, you know, when Joel Embiid says that, like, I'm not paid to be a babysitter, I, I, I don't think this team – really cares about the Ben Simmons situation right now. And, like, when you look at this situation and the talk about it being a distraction, I don't think it is. Like, I don't think this is something that if the Sixers play poorly or Joel Embiid has a bad night or Tobias Harris has a bad shooting night, I don't think we're going to look at this as, oh, well, Ben's such a distraction. This is really hurting this team. I don't think they really care what he does. I think they are all professionals. They understand the situation that the organization is in because the organization's in a, in a tough spot right now um, because of the value and because 
there aren't many options for them. And I'm interested to see whether this is something like they rally around. And I think it could be. I think it could be a situation where, you know, maybe it's like a major league situation here where Ben is the equivalent to the, uh, the female owner. I, I forget her exact name. Um, but, you know, maybe this is a situation where they rally around and they're like, screw this guy. Let's go win with Adam. Get off to a good start. Um, and I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm very excited for Wednesday night. And, you know, I don't – if I thought this situation was going to be a distraction for this team, like or something that would tangibly affect them on the court, my opinion would be different. But I don't think it is. I don't think this is something that's going to affect the play of this team when they take the floor. So you actually buy that he doesn't care that, you know, one of his prime years is probably wasted because, you know, his second-best teammate or – whatever his, his co-star is not going to be there oh i think he's frustrated but i also think joel and b and we played the sound last week from ramona shelburne i think joel and a really smart guy and he understands like the nature of business in this league and uh, you know if he's close with daryl Morey, if daryl Morey's telling him there's not a move to make right now sure we don't cares, really have though. a choice so he just doesn't care. like he's just like oh well you know i guess i'll be the fifth seed this year i don't care that i'm not going to Win a title. Well, I don't think, no, what I mean by not caring, and maybe I didn't articulate this uh, well enough, like, I don't think they're walking around the the complex like, oh, you know, we don't have Ben. This is, ben, Ben's throwing his tantrums at practice. This is ruining our chemistry. This is such a distraction. I don't even think they really view him as an entity on the team right now. And I think <laughs> their chemistry without him is fine. I think they're moving forward without him. And, and I don't think it's something that they're concerning themselves about as much as as we are, quite frankly, uh, where it's like every moment of every day, they're all that concerned about Ben Simmons. I, I just don't think uh, they're all that they're they're all that worried about Ben. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, let's go to Mike in South Philly. What's up, Mike? How's it going, Tom? What's happening, man? Yeah, um, I, I I'm more on Mike's side on this. I I, I disagree with your well, oh, actually, well, partially. I think Ben Simmons is obviously, of course, the most to blame because he's the one that's doing all this. You know, if Ben Simmons would have just developed a jump shot and behaved and all that, we wouldn't even be here. Um, so that's obvious. But I do put a significant portion of this on the Sixers and Dow Morey, um, you know, for reasons I've stated in the past. But, like, like remember, I said whatever it was, whenever all this – a lot of the bulk of this talk, whether it was July or August, I don't remember the, the exact months and weeks where this was discussed, but almost step for step, I said, this is why the Sixers should have already traded Ben Simmons. Almost exactly. I said Ben Simmons would come back, he would pout, he would mope, and he would potentially get into a dust, into a dust up with Doc Rivers. And that's pretty much almost step for step what happened today. And I think general managers around the league are looking at this and saying, you know, forget about the jump shot stuff. Like we were already kind of hesitant to trade for a guy who's shown no ability to improve his jumper and, and, and whittles in big moments. But now the guy's just a flat out jerk. Why would I trade anything of significance for this guy? And I think his trade value, you know, people say his trade value can't go down. Yes, it can. And it went down today, you know, maybe yesterday, they could have gotten Brogdon or Levert. I don't mean them literally. Obviously, Brogdon signed the extension, so he can't be traded now. But I mean in that realm. Now, I think today, you're getting at most D'Angelo Russell or Andrew Wiggins. And, and I think, you know, the more they have this guy around and the more – because he's going to keep doing this because he obviously – has no desire to conform or, or to play the good soldier. He's going to figure out other ways to cause a distraction because he wants to force a trade, whether it's his idea or whether it's uh, clutch sports. That's the, that's the, the plan. Uh, 
And in each dust up that happens or each incident that happens, his, his value is going to get lower and lower. And then, you know, fast forward to however many weeks or months, and they're going to get nothing for him. And that's why I'm blaming the Sixers because he should have, you know, you could go back, whether it's Harden or before Harden last offseason or even during this summer, he should have been traded already because I think the most probable scenario is that his value is going to do nothing but decline. Maybe, but Mike, uh, my argument would be they weren't getting anything of value this summer anyway. Like, they weren't going to get anything of value this summer anyway. You talk about D'Angelo Russell, guys like that. Those are the kind of offers they were getting. So I think like, Brogdon and Levert would have been a quality trade. Would it have been a superstar? No. But you're getting two 20-point-per-game scores that would have helped your basketball team. And now you're not going to get that. And well, with, with the one exception, and here's, here's one of the other things. I think if Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons is on the table, they should do it tomorrow. They should do it tomorrow. I don't care about the vaccine stuff. I don't care all that stuff. The, the Philadelphia doesn't have a vaccine, a vaccine mandate for indoors. If that's your last chance at a superstar, because I was reading the reports, Dame Lillard basically declared today he's never leaving Portland, so that's out. I don't think Bradley Beal has shown any desire to leave Washington. That's out. And even if he did, I don't think that the Washington would trade him for Ben Simmons. Um, I don't think Fox, De'Aaron Fox is going to be on the table anytime soon. Kyrie Irving is the one guy. This might be your last gasp at a superstar. And if you can swap one team's problem for another, the Sixers should do it tomorrow. Well, Mike, 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 I'll just stop you for a second here because you look at it and, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last night about the landscape of the league changing. And I agree that Ben Simmons alone is not getting you anything significant. But say Maxie comes out and is great the first six weeks of the season. Say he's scoring Mm -hmm. 20, 25 points. You have draft picks. It's not like Ben Simmons is your only thing to trade. He can still be a valuable part of a trade to get a guy you actually want, can he not? I mean, it's possible, but... I think other teams will be able to top the Sixers offers, you know, like, you know, the Pelicans could offer Brandon Ingram in picks, you know, the, the Celtics can offer Jalen Brown in picks, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Kings could offer Fox and Halliburton in picks. I don't think there's any realistic scenario that if a superstar is put on the market, that the Sixers are going to be able to have the highest offer. Unless you, they offer, actually, I think there is a limit to how many picks you can offer. I was going to say, unless they offer like 10 firsts, you know, every, you know but, that, but I don't even think that that's even well, possible. Well, I mean, Brooklyn offered what's the equivalent of the seven or eight. So like, yeah, I think, I think that's the yeah. max. I think you can offer like three future firsts and like three, a total of like eight years worth. I forget exactly what it is. I have to, I have to check the CBA. But there, I think they offered the absolute maximum that you can offer. Um, but I don't see a realistic scenario, unless it's a guy for like Kyrie Irving, where you'd be trading one problem for another. Uh, because I don't think the market for him would be huge because of, of the vaccine stuff and because he's just a nut. But, I mean, that would be, you know, the one guy that you might be your last chance. But other than that, you know, I look and I don't see any offers on the table. And I, I think, you know, I think since Daryl Morey has gotten here, and I agree with some of the stuff uh, Joe Gillier was saying earlier, I think he's been poor. I, I, you know, he obviously has a pedigree and he has a career history of being successful. But, you know, when you bring in a guy like Daryl, you bring in a guy of that stature to acquire top-tier talent. And his best move was swapping role players. He was getting Seth Curry. That was his best move, you know. And he, whatever, they, they could have gotten harder or not. He didn't get it done. Uh, he could have, you know, they could have gotten probably something better, even if it wasn't a superstar for Ben Simmons during the summer. They didn't get that done. And, I mean, well, let me ask you, because I know you've been saying in your show so far that you're not going to put it all on down. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. In a hypothetical scenario, say whatever, fast forward to whatever date you want, January, February, December, say they end up caving and just going, okay, we're trading Ben Simmons, and they ended up trading him for, like, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Would you want Dalmore fired if that's, how, if that's how all this ends? 
it would depend on like what other moves they make. If that ends up being the the end result, obviously that's not a good result. But it's like that's what people want him to do right now. Like why no. why would you want him to do that now if you'd be mad if he did that two months from now? No, I think I think they could still get something better than I think they could get like Levert. But my my thing isn't so much that they should trade him now. It's that they should have traded him already. Yeah. Like, I think I think they already lost. Like it, it's done. They've lost. Like they they blew it. They blew another key situation. Like the Ben Simmons situation when Daryl Morey was hired is by far the most important situation he inherited, and I think they botched it at every level. They've, they've lowered his value. Uh, he's been disgruntled. And first of all, I don't even know why they even invited him back. Like did they, have, did they not have any intel like from anybody around the league, whether it was you know, in Ben Simmons' circle? They, or they, don't want to pay him the, they don't want to pay him the money to do nothing. That's why they invited him back. I mean, that, that, that's why they invited him back. They don't want to pay him to sit at home and do nothing. And, and, Mike, like I said, I don't think they care about what he does at practice. I don't think this is something that they're sitting up all night, oh, what's Ben going to do tomorrow? I don't think they can really care what he does. Well, I don't think he's going to play. I agree with him. I don't think he's going to play another game in a Sixers uniform again. Uh, because if, you know, if he cannot, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, in, in addition to just being a distraction to try to force a trade today, he caused that distraction to get, because he knew he would get kicked out and, and it, it would get him out of speaking to the media. I don't think he wants any part of speaking to the media. I don't think he wants any part of facing the fans again. I don't think he wants any part of facing the teammates again. I think he's a coward. I think he's insecure. And I don't think he has the guts to step out on that basketball court in a Sixers jersey in front of the players that he embarrassed himself and in front of the fans he embarrassed himself again. So I think between that and trying to force a trade, it's just going to be one thing after the next, and there's no way they're going to be able to play him. Yeah. Whether he's too much of a distraction in practice or whether he's on the court and, and you know, throws passes to the other team, you know, to, to, to act like a total jackass. Like, there's no way that they can put him in the headspace and the mentality he's in right now on a basketball court again. I, I hear you, Mike, and I appreciate the yeah, call. Right. My thing is, I, like, I just don't think the Sixers are, like, sitting up at night worried about the next thing Ben Simmons is going to do. Like, I don't think they really care what he does. Like, he's going to, you know, go through his playbook of things that, that he tries to do to, to upset the team. And fine, if that's the game he wants to play, fine. Like, if this is the way he wants to act, he doesn't want to be a professional, uh, fine. But like, Why is that fine? No, but because it's like, what are you going to do right now? You can't trade him. You're not getting offers that are worth trading him right now. You're just not. Like, maybe he can be a piece of a trade in a couple months where you get something significant. I would rather take a chance at that possibility, even if it is a small possibility, than trading him for nothing right now. Like, no, but I just it's don't... more like the, I, you know, I get it's it hurts the, the pride of Josh Harris paying him to do nothing, but, like, the Sixers were, like, the embarrassment of the NBA today for, like, Agreed. their own making. Like, him being in that gym was, like, there was no reason for it. Uh, but they, I, I don't think it's absurd for them to to expect him to come in and act like a professional. Like they expected him to come but in. Everything he's told and act you, like everything he's told you has has led you to believe that you should not expect that, and it would be foolish to expect that. He's given you every indication to not expect that. Well, I guess maybe they, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they had higher expectations than they should have. You know, maybe they thought higher of him uh, than they should have because obviously he has no interest in acting like a professional. Let's go to JD in Southwest Philly. What's up, JD? Hey, what's going on, Tom? How you doing? Good, how you doing, man? Okay, so so first of all, I, I agree totally with you. Like, I don't I don't understand why people are, are so upset about how he's acting. 
Like, the man has four years left on his contract. The Sixers have all the power in this situation. It, with the thing between James Harden and, the, and all those other guys, those guys had one year left on their contract. They were walking at the end of those contracts, and they were going to be left with nothing. That's not our situation. This man has four years left on his contract. Where is he going to go? Exactly. J- J.D., like, when I look at what he did on Tuesday, this is obviously the act of an extremely desperate person. Like, he knows he has more, no more cards to play. So, yeah, I know it's embarrassing, and people laugh, and, and everybody's getting worked up, and you got to get rid of him now. But it's like, I would like to see, over the next couple weeks, how this plays out, see what happens next, because right now, you're not getting anything. And this is exactly what, this is exactly what Ben Simmons wants, this reaction in Philadelphia. He wants this reaction. And, and for the people that think his value is going down, his value's not going anywhere. Like, GMs aren't slow. Like, the fact of the matter is, the stuff that they were offering Maury three months ago, the, for the, it'll be there in another three months if, if he wants to take that trade. Like, they're not offering him anything. So the slot that they're offering him three months ago, it's still going to be slot in another three months. And if he wants to take it, he can take it. But see what your team is. See what you have. To, to put out there, and one thing that people, another thing that that just drives me up a wall with 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 the team, and one of the reasons I think the Sixers are willing to let this play out is because the team has been playing four on five for so many years. Yeah. They've done everything unconventional to make things work for a player who's unconventional. He doesn't shoot a basketball. How can you build the offense around somebody like that? And they tried and tried and tried. Let's see how dominant Joel Embiid can be when he actually has somebody who's going to get guarded. Like, this stuff, it's just simple to me, man. It's, it's like, I, I don't get it. I don't get what people are saying, man. Let him sit. Let him sit. He's not going nowhere. Four uh, years. Let him sit. I'm with you, J.D., and I appreciate it, man, and thank you for the call. And, and that's, like, we haven't seen what this team really is going to be without Ben Simmons. Like, you – Go six weeks, you have a much better idea of what you need in a trade. Like right now, you don't even know exactly the types of things that you would need. You have an idea, but if you get a little bit of a sample size without Simmons, you know, okay, do we need more shooting? Do we need more defending to, to make up for what we lose with Ben not being on the floor? And I just I just don't get the urge. And, and I, well, I understand the urge. I understand people want this to be over, and I understand people want Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia. But it doesn't make sense to do that right now. And when you look at who's desperate in this scenario, Ben Simmons is the desperate one. The Sixers shouldn't be the desperate one. Um, and uh, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I because I seem to be seeing a lot differently than than many other people are. But I don't think Daryl Morey's handled this situation all that poorly. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. When we get back, we will be joined by Dave Uram of KYW News Radio. So we'll talk to Dave coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Back to the original version. I like it. This is uh, that that version last week of this song was too sensual for my liking, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, Dave Uram of KYW News Radio joins us now. 
And Dave, you texted me yesterday and you asked what we'd be talking. You always like me to give you a little heads up what we're talking about. And I assumed you were uh, sending that in jest. I did. I was yes. I was joking. I was like, hmm, TK, if, if, if text had a tone. With we, you, I'm never sure, Dave. I'm we, never sure. You know, texts don't have a tone. But if yeah. texts have a tone, basically the tone of the text was, so what are we talking about, TK? Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> what we're talking about, Dave. We're talking about... What happened? By the way, were you at Cam- in Camden I yesterday? I was there yesterday. Oh, you were there. I, so I can describe the scene for you. Did, yes, please do. Did you, so did you see this actually go down? So we were waiting outside of the gym, of the practice facility gym, where the Sixers were holding practice with the door closed. They usually let the media in either at the end of practice or towards the end of practice. Um, so we're waiting, and, and I assume that it's going to come soon that we're going to be let in. And all of a sudden, I look down at my phone, right? Because my phone is just jacked up with alerts with the way that I set it up, whether it's email, Twitter, or whatever. It's to help me keep up with things. Okay. All of a sudden, I see an email alert come over my phone from the 76ers with the statement, to which point I say out loud in the hallway, Ben just got suspended. And at that point, everybody else recognized that Ben. So you broke the news I of the other beat writers. Fe- you got to get that tweet off, Dave. You got to fire that tweet off before you tell all these so other guys. So I, I thought about it afterwards. I was like, maybe I just should have just tweeted it first, and then you should have. So I, but I still feel like I got the tweet out in timely fashion. Okay. Because I was able to screenshot the the uh, the statement, tweet it out, send it back to KYW so that so they knew as well. Put it on all the social media things that I have, and just go on from that point. But, yeah, I feel like I was the first per- – I'm sure other people saw it at the same time, but I feel like I was the first person to kind of say out loud, Ben just got suspended. Um, and at that point, every, everything was going into motion. The rumors started to swirl. Keith Pompey reported that he got kicked out of practice because he wasn't engaged. Then Woj had the report that Ben was, was thrown out. Um, and at that point, the, me- the media was let in, and shortly after that, Doc talked to everybody. Joel talked to everybody. And, and you know what happened from there. So, yeah, it was just kind of like we were waiting. We were wondering what, how Ben was going to uh, approach the press conference, what he was going to say, was he going to say much. Uh, and then everything just went. Because um, at that point, once he got suspended, then we started wondering, he's not going to talk at all. He's right. And, and, and then at that point, the word came out that he wasn't. So did, did you see Ben at all, the, in person? Not, no, okay. I did not see Ben in person. Okay. So, okay, so Ben gets kicked out of practice. Um how big of a mess is this, Dave? And are you surprised that we have found ourselves at this point? I am not, because actually I was thinking on the way into work yesterday morning when I was parking my car, and I was thinking, because I, I was also at practice on Monday. Monday and Tuesday are the only days that I've been at practice this year. And I was at practice, and I saw how Ben was um, conducting himself for the last 10 minutes of practice, which is what the media was able to see on Monday. And I was thinking, you know what? It's the last 10 minutes. The media didn't get to see the whole practice. I don't know if I can just make an, an observation on Ben just based on 10 minutes of practice of him doing the defensive drills that everybody saw on social media, him being on the side by himself, which everybody saw on social media, and then him immediately going to the back after the huddle broke. Um, so I was like, you know what? I just can't judge it on that 10 minutes. But if that's the way that he is throughout the entire practice, and if he's not seeming engaged, it would not shock me if the 76ers at one point suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. And then lo and behold, hours later, that's exactly what happened. 
So I was not surprised it reached that point. So, okay, he gets kicked out of practice. He's suspended for the game tonight in New Orleans. Where do we go from here, Dave? Like, do you think he returns to the team Thursday? Do you think there's any chance he plays Friday night? Do you think this spurs Daryl Morey to make a trade? Where do we go from here? I don't think at this point it spurs Daryl Morey to make a trade. I still think the Sixers have leverage in this instance because of all the reports say that they're not, you know, they want to make sure it's the right trade. So I don't think at this point they're going to pull a, pull a trade just to pull the trade. I think they still have the leverage at this point. I don't like I like if Ben did um, return to the team on Thursday and if he did, if he was, did happen to be at Wells Fargo Center on Friday, whether playing or not playing. It wouldn't shock me because he's still he's under contract. He is expected to be there. That is his job to be with the 76ers. And right that's now. how he's going to get his money. If he's not there, it would not shock me either. And probably would shock me less if he was not there just because of how everything has gone so far to this point. Um I I am I cannot read into Ben Simmons' mind, but it is clear just from a general standpoint right now that he does not want to be a 76er. He does not want to be here. He's not uh, committed and engaged to be with the Sixers right now. So that's just the bottom line as of this morning. Um, And the 76ers, I assume, can continue to suspend him, not pay him for conduct detrimental to the team if he's not committed to the team. But here, TK, is where things can change. Because you're correct, what I heard you say earlier. Ben has no cards to play right now. But the one thing that, that, he, that could be in his favor is if the 76ers do not perform well early in the season for a certain amount of time, because they want to win a championship. Despite all this chaos, you hear from Joel Embiid, we want to win. Our intentions are to win. Doc Rivers is saying, I think things are going very well right now with the team. Their intentions are a championship and nothing less. If the Sixers are not performing well early in the season because they don't have as much talent, I think Tyrese Maxey's going to be a great player. But right now, he's not at Ben Simmons' level. That's just a fact. So if the team does not perform well early and things are going downward from a record perspective Mm -hmm. and the team is constantly having to answer questions about Ben Simmons, whether they say it's a distraction or not, they still have to answer. At that point, I would not be shocked if the Sixers said, we just have to cut bait with this. We have to get something for him to imp- help try to improve the team, get something in return, even if it's not a player of his caliber, to improve the team and end this distraction and move forward. That, I think, is the only thing that could work in Ben Simmons' favor unless he decides to come back committed to the team and play at his capability. I think, and I'll, and I'll finish my comment here with this, I still maintain that it is in his best interest and the 76ers' best interest to rectify everything for him to perform at the level that he is capable of and for him to be an elite NBA player, which I know he can be. Well, and and I think that's a good point, Dave, and I do think that is the little bit of leverage that Ben has because, and I don't even think of it from a record perspective as much as I think of it from an effect perspective. Like, if they just get off to a bad start record-wise, I don't know if that'll be something to spur a trade because one thing I think that we can learn from last year is, like, as long as you get in the playoffs, seeding doesn't matter all that much. You know, the Sixers got the one seed. It didn't really help them all that much. No. But if they believe, 
if Daryl Morey believes or Doc Rivers is telling him, hey, this is affecting the play on the floor. Like, this is affecting the players who are playing. I do agree. I think that could be the scenario in which it spurs action. Yes, that yeah. that too. I still think the record plays a part uh, because in this town, with how important sports are to this town, if the Sixers start off five and five, uh, seven and six, whatever, they're not. They're they're not. They're, they don't appear to be contenders. Believe me, this town is going to be hold them accountable. That's just the way it is. So I still think the record plays a factor, but your point certainly plays a factor too. Now, it's in terms of how we got here, Dave, and and obviously it's been ever since the Atlanta series. Um, it's been really a nightmare for the organization. Uh, and I, th- I don't know. I personally think Ben's more to blame, but how, how would you divvy up the culpability here? And, and what amount of responsibility do you place on, uh, on Daryl Morey and the Sixers for the, 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 them ultimately being in this situation? I don't know. I think the only blame that I can place on Daryl Morey is that it appeared based on reports after the Atlanta series that the Sixers were open to trading him. Before things really started to get messy over the summer and in the preseason, it appeared that they were open to trading him, and I thought that there was a mistake. Um, I thought that that, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I can't read. I'm not a mind reader. But to me, trading him after that Hawks series, just simply based on his play, is reactionary. Because the way that I felt after two weeks of that series is that he had a bad series, but he's a 25-year-old player who still has room for improvement. And if he decides to be aggressive, take shots, get to the free throw line, he can be elite. And I still stand by that. Um, so the, that's the only thing that I can necessarily put on Maury at this point is that it appeared that they were open to trading Ben before this mess really escalated. Uh, as Other than that, I don't think the Sixers have done anything wrong. From Doc's comments to in game, after Game 7, Joel's comments after Game 7, I don't think that they um, are that um, uh, negative to the point where it should lead to somebody or Ben being offended. Um, I think that Ben committed, a con- committed to a contract, um, regardless of what the reports say about whether he feels that he can uh, make mistakes here or what have you or so on. He committed to a contract. I understand that he doesn't want to be here, but the the professional thing to do is to arrive to work, do your best, try, try to raise your trade value, and then maybe you will get what you desire, which is a trade to another market. And the million-dollar question, Dave, has Ben Simmons played his last game as a Sixer? Do you think he is done here, or do you think uh, whether it's Friday night or beyond – do we see him ever take the floor as a sixer again? It is so hard to predict because you just this thing turns left and right so so much, and it's just you, um. I think it's much easier to say that he's never going to play for the 76ers again at this point. I think it's much easier to say that. That being said, it it wouldn't shock me either if he does suit up. But if I if I had to pick one or the other, I'm go, I'm going to say that in all likelihood, Ben Simmons will not put on a 76ers uniform again and play. Not by the team's decision, though, but ultimately by his decision, by not being fully committed and engaged, whatever the reason may be. Well, that's Dave Uram, KYW News Radio. Any, uh, any Sixers writers you want to uh, 
You want to uh, come out this week, Dave? I know you took a took a shot a few weeks ago. Did I take a shot? Well, I, I, I'm just joking. The the, uh, the Jackson Frank uh, no issue no, no, from a couple no, weeks no, ago. No, I'm just messing no. with you, Dave. Calm I down. Like I'm ja- just. I, I, I knew Jack- that would throw you off. I knew. I don't. I don't know Jackson Frank personally. My literally my only interaction with Jackson Frank he took a shot, didn't he, Mike? I mean, uh, that's the way I was read. The it night that, that that Doc River is kind of <laughs> he didn't take a shot. I just summarized. Oh, okay. No, like okay. like. Uh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> um, and by the way. We're talking doppelgangers last week. I still can't figure out who Mike Angelina's doppelganger is, and it's frustrating the daylights out of me. Like, every time I see this athlete that I can't think of, I think that's Mike Angelina. One of these days, Mike, my old age is not going to. I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm How I, old are you? You're I'm like 31. Thir- 33. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry for saying that. I recognize that I'm still young. Um, but one, one of these days, Mike, I'm going to remember that. And, and 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 hopefully you agree with me uh, on the doppelganger. But um, no, the re- the ja- uh, the only time I've interacted <laughs> with Jackson Frank was after Doc R- Doc Rivers made a point during one of the press conference remote press conferences <laughs> that Jackson Frank was asking a question from a bed, uh, to which I contacted Jackson and I said, "Hey, the great exchange with Doc or something like that. Is are you okay if I post this video to social media? Because the video showed not only Doc." But it also cut to Jackson's feed as well. So you saw, like, when you watch the postgame show on television, you only right. see the. But, but the feed that I had showed both the, the, the media and Doc. So I asked him if it was okay to post, and he said, yeah. I have okay, nothing I just want to make sure Jackson you didn't want to take a shot at Kyle Newbeck or anybody this week. I didn't know if you wanted to take anybody else no, out. No, Kyle right. Newbeck is a great Sixers reporter. <laughs> Keith Pompey is a great Sixers reporter. Derek and Rich are great. Uh, Kai Carlin. Great Sixers. Tom Kyle's Moore. also a good Sixers or uh, Eagles writer. Yes, he is. Very good. Yes. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle does the Eagles games too. So it's – I got no, – uh, here's one thing. I just – let us let me just state this now since we're bringing this up. I know that there are some cases where other media members take jabs at one another. Oh, never. I have a, 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 a personal philosophy. And I'm not saying that I'm, I've been perfect in my life because I probably haven't. But I have a personal philosophy. Not to criticize other media, because who am I well, as a member of the media who's got to do his own job to criticize somebody else? Well, I don't know, Dave. I mean, from personal who, experience, who I? I mean, you, I mean, personal experience. You and I got it, got it face to face. No, no, one but no, but I'm not talking about that. You, you, I mean, I know you used to criticize my remote setups. I believe your exact, your exact, um, your exact phrase you used was, "Do you want to do this the right way, or do you want to do this the Tom Kelly way?" <laughs> That's that's what I was told personally. The T cut the TK uh, school of cutting corners. Yeah, yeah. You said phrase the TK. Apparently, you said you said. Do you want to do the? Do you want to learn to do this the right way, or you want to do this the Tom Kelly way? That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true. I just shared that I'm 33, right? Okay. And when I made those dumb comments, (laughs) I was in my 20s. And what I've recognized over recent weeks and months is that I was an idiot as a as a 20 something year old. And if I could go back in time. I'd, I'd punch that 20-year-old in the face for all the <laughs> dumb things that, that he said to whether to a co-worker like Tom. As would I. <laughs> and I don't blame you. So if I said anything stupid in the past, I apologize. That 20-something-year-old, despite at the time thinking that he was a mature adult, was, not, was nothing but an immature kid that needed to get his face punched. I'm just, him, folks. I'm just, Thank you, I'm Dolly. just messing around, Dave. You, and, and by the way, Take uh, really whenever you want to take shots at me, you're more than welcome. No, to. I don't care. Why? I, I don't you do, care. You do a, you do a great you do a great job on, on the Big Daddy Graham overnight show. Okay, thank you. 
why would I want to do that? I don't know. I, 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 I'm just, just messing around, Dave. I just wanted to, uh, to, to put you in an uncomfortable situation there with the, with the Sixers. Well, I, I appreciate it. But that. I appreciate you hopping on for a few minutes. Thank That's you. Dave Uram. Gus, Steve, Adrian. Promise I'll get to all you guys coming up right when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly with you on this Tuesday into a Wednesday, 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, uh, one thing we'll start doing this hour, because uh, I I'd anticipated this being our big like NBA preview show where we'd uh, look at the league as a whole, obviously the Ben Simmons situation, hijacking that idea tonight, but we will go over some uh, team total over-unders before we get out of here um, and, you know, make some predictions for this season uh, in terms of who's going to, you know, win the finals and all that stuff. So uh, we will do some of that before we get out of here. But obviously talking about the, the Ben Simmons situation and the turn that was taken on Tuesday. Ben's supposed to speak with the media, uh, ends up getting kicked out of practice. Now, I do, like, this, I, I guess you can call it a conspiracy theory, but I do think, like, that had something to do with getting kicked out of practice. Like, I don't think Ben had any desire to speak with the media on Tuesday. And I, what do you think, Mike? You think yeah, he I, might... I think it was met with relief. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think he may have gone into that practice hoping uh, to do something that would get him kicked out. Maybe that's why he uh, elected to decline going into drills. Doc Rivers gives him the boot. And who knows where this thing goes from here. Doc says they'll try again on Thursday. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, I want to know what you think the Sixers should do at this point. I still don't think they should give in and trade him. I don't think that makes sense at this point. There's no deals out there that make sense right now. And I don't know if it's going to get better in six weeks. Might not. And you might be in the same situation but I don't think it can get worse. I don't think it can get worse. I don't think this is going to affect the team on the floor. Um, I don't think they really care about what stunt Ben Simmons pulls next. I think they kind of expect it. This is the behavior of an extremely desperate person who is trying to play whatever cards he has left, and he doesn't have many left here. Um, so, you know, I think the Sixers are, are, are best served right now by con- continuing with the strategy they've gone with. Continue to hold out. Continue to hold on. Uh, you know, find him if he acts up. If he wants to play, let him play. Um, and hopefully, you know, you can work this out until uh, a deal that you like comes about. But as of now, uh, it doesn't make sense to move on. It might be frustrating, but that's exactly what Ben Simmons' camp wants. They want this kind of reaction. They want the city to be in an uproar about needing to trade him immediately. They want Daryl Morey to act uh, quickly. And I don't think Daryl Morey's going to give in, and I don't think he should. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Gus in Bethlehem. Thanks for hanging, Gus. Yeah, listen, the stupidest thing that you hear about Ben Simmons from callers, sometimes hosts too, is this idea of improving his game. Or especially the, the real joke, improving his jump shot. He ain't got no jump shot. It's like saying Roseanne, Roseanne Barr ought to improve her voice or something. It ain't there. He doesn't have have it. Matisse Feibel can improve his jump shot. He's got a bad jump shot, but he can improve it. He's got one. Uh, ben Simmons has never had one. And the one point that I do think Simmons has 
is this idea that people wanted him to be something that he never advertised himself to be, and they never appreciated what he can do really, really well. And which he, whenever he's on the floor, he does those things very well. But this idea that he is going to, you know, expand his game ain't happening. Well, no. this, at, at this point, I'd agree with that, Gus. But where I will disagree is like we've always acknowledged, or many people have acknowledged, what he does well. Like I, I don't think he's gone yeah, unappreciated. It wasn't what it wasn't. The, it, it was never. It was never accepted as being enough. Well, it's not enough. I mean, that's why it's not well, enough. Well, that's your opinion, but he does. He thinks it is enough. That's the that's the rub. And Ben Simmons is not soft. He's not sensitive. He's rigid and he's obstinate. That's the thing, and that's what makes him difficult. He's not. He's not like Carson Wentz. He's actually the opposite of Carson Wentz, but you end up in the same place. Okay, here's the thing about well, this. Well, Gus, and I'll let you continue, but but you don't think any of this comes from insecurities? Like you don't think the lack of shooting? No, I, I, well, you I don't think, think that comes case, from an insecurity? I, I'll answer your question. I think he's a case of arrested development, but I think he is a person that will not go over a certain line. Now you can say that's insecure. Yeah, I guess it is, but it's a special kind of insecurity. It's not the kind of insecurity of a kind of erratic person or a person that's, you know, uh, not formed. He's overly formed and set in his ways, and he has always gotten his way, and he's never really worked. You know, one of the things about Ben Simmons is he played in Australia during his most formative years. He never had that peer pressure competition to, to challenge his, his skills. He's mm-hmm. never been challenged before. So, anyway, I don't want to get on that, but he, he's a unique case that's psychologically but anyway my point is we won't know about whether this is a good situation bad a mess or you know what 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 the status here is until a trade is made and nobody wants to wait for that i mean i think you and i agree that we were willing to wait but this idea well you know like mike was saying uh mike from south philly well they did not get anything for him or you know they had all this and they blew it we don't know any of that stuff We'll only, we'll only be able to evaluate Maury's performance and what the situation is until it is finalized, until they do make a trade. Yeah, but Gus. Said, yeah, and, 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 and no, and I'll, I'll let you continue. But yeah, I, I like, and I'm not overly optimistic at what they're going to get back at this point. But, you know, li- well, like. What, I, here's, the, here's the thing about Simmons there's no set opinion of what his. What he deserves to what what you deserve to get from him. I mean, Mike in one breath is saying, you know, you're not going to get anything for him. But there's the superstar. We should get a superstar. Now wait a minute. If he's not a superstar himself, and he never was. And by the way, the idea of building a team around him was ridiculous. You built your team around Embiid, not not Simmons. Is is a Robin? Okay, that's what he is. At, and he's a weird Robin. I don't even think he's a Robin, though. Like, I think he's a specialist. He's a role player. He's a glorified role player. I don't think he's a role player either. Because he's a starter. Yeah, but role role players are starters. I mean, you know, Seth Curry's a starter. He's a role player. He's not a role player because he's he's so good at two or three things. Anyway, I want to get hung up on that. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that he's... Some people think he's a stiff, and some people think he's an all star. I mean, I've never had it settled. Like, what is comparable value for him? Because he does not shoot, and this is anathema right now to people, it's hard to figure out what is comparable value 
short of of, of uh, uh, Lillard. You know, it's very hard to figure him out what his value is. Yeah, we won't, you won't even know that until you get the pieces. See if it moves the team closer to a championship or not. You know, well, here's what, here's one thing I want to make a point about the Sixers. I don't understand why this team, uh, the only team in the city, the only good team in the city, they're they're a good squad. They're they they're, they're, no, they're an all right team. They're, no, they're, they're not all right. They're good. Okay. They're good. Okay. They're playing in an NBA jungle of great teams. Okay, they can play with the Bucks. They can play with the Nets any night. That makes them good. All right. So they're definitely a good. They're not all right. They're a good team. They won 50 games how many years now? They're a good team. But if they don't win a championship, it's all a bust. And I don't get that. Yeah, I don't well, get why people make this pronouncement about early in the year, then they don't really care what the team does. They don't, they don't enjoy watching them play. And then at the end of the season, if they don't win a championship, it's all, all, it was all for nothing. And I'm always criticized for being somebody just satisfied with them being competitive. I'm not satisfied with it, but I do appreciate the fact that they give me good value in terms of entertainment during a season. Yeah, I hear you, Gus, and I appreciate the call. I, I mean, I, that's where I disagree. Like, it is about the end result, and it is about – you know, winning championships and go. I mean, this is a team that hasn't been in the Eastern Conference Finals in 20 years. I mean, that is not a successful organization. So, what's the point of like watching them tonight? No, I mean, we're going to watch them. We're going to see how. I mean, what's, what's the, the point the, of watching the Phillies every night? Like, because well, I, I actually side with Gus. They are. I don't side with saying that like the Phillies every season are entertaining, but there is value to just you want to tune in every night, every you know couple times a week in basketball and be entertained. The Sixers have done that for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch them, and I'm entertained when I watch them play. Well, but it's all about the end result for you. Like, what's the point of watching October 20th? I'm, I'm, I'm confused at your point here, Mike. Like, like we're watching the Eagles every week. Nobody thinks this is a championship team, but you watch your teams play. I mean, well, it's part of it being a fan. You, well, it's because you're entertained each week. It's not because you only care about the end result. You do care about the being entertained each week. Right, but in the but at the end of a season— you're judged on what you end up accomplishing, how far you go in the playoffs. You're not judged fine, on what yeah. you do in the regular season. And, like, this is what, what – the reason they went, they went through the process is because we watched regular season basketball and it wasn't very entertaining because they weren't doing anything in the playoffs. Because they weren't a good team is, I think, why they weren't entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're not – I mean, they're a talented team who has one really good player. I thought you were talking about the, the, the Collins era. Yeah, I mean now they're uh, they're a team that wins in the regular season. I mean they were a one seed last year. Other than that, I mean they weren't the like season. a great a great team. Like I don't, uh, I'm a little confused. They're an entertaining team. I, I'm echoing them. So so you you but you're you're fine with like second round playoff and out every year. Yeah, like when that's have, when that's have good you enough. Ever heard me say that the Sixers are a championship contender? I've never said that ever. Well, you didn't think not once in my life. Okay, but but you but you have no aspirations for them to be a championship contender. Like you, yeah, I, I do. But like, I, when's that happening? It's you know, how's that going to happen this year? It's over. Okay, but well, I'm I'm just c- confused at what your end you know so but, but plan like, is. All they I've already accepted that they're not winning the championship this year. But I'm, you still watch them each, yeah, you know, at least every home game, every road game because they're entertaining. Sure, of course. We'll we'll watch them, but like it's okay to want a team to win a championship. Okay. Like that's the goal, is it not? 
Well, they're not going to this year, so then it's like if you're, it's, if you're saying it's all about the end result, then what's the point of watching? Yeah, okay, okay. I think we're we're going around in circles. I'm just uh, to I don't even know what how, the argument. How both are true. Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, obviously, you want a team to be entertaining in the regular season. Obviously, you want them to make a run in the playoffs and win a championship. Um, it doesn't seem like that's likely right now. Let's let the season play out and see what happens, but. Yeah, I mean, in the end, you're going to be judged by how far you go in the playoffs. Like, you're not judged on what you do in the regular season, especially in the NBA. It's not about being a playoff team. It's about going to finals. It's about going to Eastern Conference finals and 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 going deep. And that's something the Sixers haven't nearly been good enough at. They haven't accomplished. I mean, they, they haven't gone to an Eastern Conference finals in 20 years. So if you are enjoy watching the regular season, that's good enough for you. Uh, that's fine. Not good enough for me. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to George in Downingtown. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? Uh, it's uh, I called you yesterday, and I tried to explain to you yesterday about this dude. Um, stop mentioning elite with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is never going to be elite. Potentially anything. Ben Simmons, Kobe Bryant, uh, uh, Brett Brown. Uh, 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 and a host of other people have tried to tell this guy what he needs to do to be elite. And Ben Simmons is just like Frank Sinatra. He's going to do it his way. He, 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 and his trade value is not going to increase. You got all these GMs seeing this guy out here. If you was a GM, would you want him on your team? The way he's acting right now, no. I mean, no, I wouldn't. That, that, that's the point. You know what I mean? You 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 wouldn't even want he he has his his trade value. I, I don't know what you do with him. But but George, this is the thing. That's even more to the point of why you don't trade him right now. Because right now you're not getting anything. Like I think we all know that. If you were to trade Ben Simmons right now, you're getting nothing of value. Now I don't know what's going to happen during the course of the season. But maybe in a couple months. A player becomes available. Maybe Tyrese Maxey flourishes. You have draft picks. You could include him as part of a deal where he's not the main guy in a deal, and you could, you know, get more value in that sense. But right now, you're not getting anything for him. No, no elite player is, is 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 coming here. If I'm a GM, you you just mentioned everything that I wanted to hear. Well, George, what do you want to do then? What, like, what do you want to do? Championships are the end result. Should be the end result, right? Yeah, of course. Do 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 Ben Simmons represent championship? No, but what, what, nothing you're Anywhere. getting for him right now helps you get to that point. You know what I mean? He, he's 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 done. He's another long line of people with a bunch of potential that's, that that will never achieve it, which is horrible. It, you know, it's it's time. It's time. <laughs> I hear you, George, and I appreciate the call, man. And and like this is the thing: I want to get rid of him too. I wish the Sixers could make a deal tomorrow that would help the team. But there's no deal out there right now that is going to get this team closer to winning a championship. And as Mike and I were just discussing, my view of it is I want a Sixers team that is going to be able to compete for championships at some point. Whatever you're getting for Ben Simmons right now is not getting you closer to that goal. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen down the line. I don't know whether, you know, you can end up getting more, whether you'll end up getting less. But what I do know is whatever you're getting right now is not helping you in any significant way. And it's why it makes no sense for the Sixers to give in at this point. You've traveled far enough down this road already. 
It's like, this is exactly the type of reaction that Ben Simmons is trying to get. Like, people are playing into his hands when all of a sudden there's this outrage. Got to trade him right now. Why do you have to trade him right now? What do you mean we're this far down the road? The season started like eight hours ago. Right, but I mean, the Sixers have gone this far without panicking and making a move. They haven't like, gone any far. They haven't played one game. They went the entire offseason without doing it. Okay. But that when everyone was away, and this is barely visible. This so so, so you think they should just trade him for... Say no, the best- he should just go away. Like, send him away. That's, that's the only thing I've been saying all night. He cannot... Like, it makes no sense that he's in the same room as these guys. And then Doc Rivers talking like, ah, you know, we'll try it again Thursday. No. Like, that, it's insanity. They don't want to pay him to do nothing. I mean, they, well, that's it's crazy. What it comes why is it? Why, like, Embiid should not be looking at him. Well, but, but, like, this is the thing that I don't get. Like, I don't think this is a net. Like, I don't think Joel Embiid is looking at Ben Simmons and is, like, so upset that he's there. They don't care about this guy. He's a complete non entity. Why do they need him in that room then? Because they don't want to pay him his money. And if he, they'll let him act There's out, no they'll other suspend room in the building him, where he can and just then go they on can a keep his money. I mean, they create a spectacle for no reason. They want him to play. They want him to play so his value will go back up. Well, they, he's and not if, playing. Okay, <laughs> well, that's his choice. And they can keep suspending him, and he can keep acting like a child, and we'll keep doing this thing every week then. then but eventually— They're going to keep being a laughingstock. Eventually, he's going to have to play ball. And we'll, we'll get to that coming up next. Because in the end, this comes down to money. That's all this is about, is money. And Adam Silver talked about it yesterday. Uh, you know, I have a cup from Woj, and I have uh, some sound from Ramona Shelburne. And it's why Ben Simmons is really running out of cards to play. And when you look at what's happening right now, this is the act, these are the acts of an extremely desperate individual. An individual that knows he doesn't have really any more recourse. A guy that knows he has no leverage. And a guy that knows, you know, eventually... He's going to have to do something he doesn't want to do, which is return to the floor. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. And, you know, we've been thinking about this Ben Simmons situation, obviously from a Sixers perspective, but this is a really big deal in terms of the NBA and the type of precedent that this will set long-term potentially. Like, the idea of a player with this kind of time left on his contract, you know, just dictating to an organization what they're going to do is troubling. And, And we were talking about Ben Simmons signing the max contract earlier. And, you know, I, I part of me does suspect that this may have been, like, the game plan all along. That, okay, I'll sign the max deal, and, you know, I'll, I'll ask out with a bunch of time left on it, and they'll, I'll force a trade. Like, I, I, there have always been those kind of rumblings that he might not be all that happy here, or that he might want to go to the West Coast. That was reported it, over the offseason, that they were the teams he was interested in. It wasn't until this past... 12 months that this happened. He never threatened or like flirted to leave here. That that never really happened. No, but Jason Dumas reported this offseason that he wanted the West Coast teams. Yeah, you know, he has he, way. He spends his time out there, and you, you don't think that's, that was ever something that crossed his mind, that, you know, sign the max deal, and, and if you don't want to be there anymore, uh, the first hint of it, you can just demand out and get your way? No, because if he didn't sign the max deal, he had one waiting for him 
from another team if he wanted to. But the way it works, the way it works is you you get more when you sign with the team that drafted you. Everybody signs that first max deal. Like if you leave, you're getting significantly less money. Not every, I mean, Nerlens didn't, but right, and it was a huge mistake. Now yeah. he's suing Rich Paul over it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was all in. Like I think like they did sell him on it. He was all, like he thought he was going to be like a co-star here, and then you know Maury came in and that changed everything. Man, and I think back that off season. It really does all go back to that. And the Sixers making the wrong choice. I mean, they chose Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. And well, no, it goes that, back to um doesn't it go back to like the Bridges thing, like that offseason? That was worse than the one. But but the reason why, you know, you have Ben Simmons here right now and you don't have Jimmy Butler is the Sixers had a choice to make that offseason. I mean, Joel Embiid basically said it a couple weeks ago. Well, they it's I think they only traded for the rent like a you know, rental and Butler as it was anyway, because they panicked with the whole star chasing thing and why they panicked with the whole star chasing thing is because what well, they had, a, their head coach was the GM. Right. So they blew up, you know, a team, they, they, you know, rushed a team that. Yeah. But in, in retrospect though, you know, they were close in that game seven. I mean, and if they had re-signed Jimmy Butler and traded Ben Simmons that off season, I think they'd be in a dramatically better situation. I mean, you, well, you could have gotten what a lot. You traded him for. Right. I, I mean, I don't think there's any any doubt you would have gotten significantly more for Ben Simmons two years ago than you'd get now. You know, you'd have less evidence to go off of. Teams would still think, okay, well, we can make him into the player maybe he could be. I don't think anybody's under those illusions now. I think everybody pretty much understands he's never going to shoot. Like, he's never going to do the things you want him to do offensively to expand his game. Um, and based off that potential... You know, I think he had a lot more value two off seasons ago. And if you had kept Jimmy Butler and you had traded Ben Simmons, and it's funny because I remember that night that off season opened, and it was like the Sixers were making a statement, like they were like the first move that came across the transaction wire that night when the uh, free agency opened at like six p.m. It was like I thought this... Redick was Redick going to the Pelicans. I'm I'm talking about consequential moves here. I mean JJ Redick okay. on a two year deal is you know a pretty minor move. But you look at, like, the max deals, the first one that came across was Ben Simmons re-signing with the Sixers on a max contract. And it was almost like they were desperate to, to prove to Ben how committed they were well, no. to him at that point. No, it, because the other ones you would have to prove you weren't tampering. Ben Simmons, you didn't have to prove you weren't tampering. That's part of why that came out first. Yeah, I mean, all these deals are done ahead of time. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of, admit that's a factor. Uh, but, but but all these deals are done. There's a reason why all these deals get announced right away. Come on, Mike. We know that. This wasn't. It wasn't some strategy. Like we're gonna lead off. You know the the Woj lineup. I don't know. With I found it. I found it interesting that night. I thought it was interesting. That was the first move that came across. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate because Sixers made the wrong decision. They chose Ben over Jimmy. Well, and, Jimmy didn't want to be here either. Uh, maybe. But I think of, I think part of the reason Jimmy didn't want to be here is Jimmy didn't want to play with Ben. Like, I, I think we knew that, that there something was wrong there toward the end of the season. Ben didn't like, you know, he needs to have things his way. He wanted to didn't like being off the ball, wanted to handle the ball down the stretch. Jimmy Butler was the guy who got the ball in the Toronto series. And, I mean, I don't know. Do, do you disagree? Do you, do you think Ben and Jimmy were crazy about the idea of playing together? I don't think there's anything the Sixers could have done short of signing Kevin Durant the past three years that would have changed any of the NBA championships. Okay. So that's not I, that's not really what I asked, though. I, I well, mean, it's, it's, you could, all these hypotheticals, are like, it would have led to nothing. You don't think the team would have been better off 
going with Jimmy Butler and trading Ben Simmons. That's all I'm asking. And if you don't, no, that's fine. I mean, no, because then what? Now, now they're trading Jimmy Butler right now? Okay. Well, Jimmy Butler would have a lot more value now than Ben Simmons does. Well, you would have to, wouldn't you have to re-sign him yet again? He's, a, he, he's under contract for two more years. I thought he just got a new deal this past summer. Uh, he, uh, did, did he? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, he did. But he still, that was an extension. He's well, had, had two contracts since they traded him. Right, but he had a deal for four years. They signed him to an right. extension. So. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't think there's anything that could have done if that. If you don't agree, changed. that's fine. That's, no, the, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I stated a pretty, play, like, nothing they could have done would have changed anything as far, like, w- that would have left them better off. I mean, they were the one, the one seed last year and probably the second best team in the East, maybe third best team in the East. And I don't think Jimmy Butler would have made them top two. And moving forward, you don't think Jimmy Butler as a trade asset would be uh, more valuable than Ben right now? I mean, Ben's no, guy's no value right now. Well, I, I don't know what trading Jimmy Butler does. But. Okay. Well, we could have stuck with him, whatever. I, I just I think that would have been the right way to go. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Gary in Center City. What's up, Gary? Yeah, top, listen, man. This, guy, this scumbag doesn't deserve to put our uniform on again. It's not even about that. He's got no value. He's not going to get any more value by playing. No GM is going to give us anything for this guy, okay? He's damaging the team. It, it, it's just, you got to just cut your losses. This guy has just got to get out of town. But, Gary, like, you're not getting anything right now. Like, if it, wouldn't you rather hold him so he can be a piece of a trade where you can actually get something useful than trade no, him by itself for nothing? Get, what are they going to possibly get for this guy? Did you watch those playoffs Gary, right here? you could put him in a trade that could get you something more than what you're getting. You're, for him alone, you're getting nothing. Nobody thinks highly of him at all. You're getting nothing for him right now on, on his own. If you add him to a deal later on, maybe you could get something better. Like if you package him with Maxi, package him with picks, maybe there's value you can get. You're not getting anything for Ben Simmons by himself. Nothing. Do you really think these players right now even want to play with this guy right now? No. They despise him. Exactly. I mean, the one to blame here is I cannot believe they didn't trade him in the summer. I mean, Maury has done a horrible. Houston... He destroyed Houston, and now he's destroying Philadelphia. Yeah, I disagree with that, Gary. Like, I don't know how Daryl Morey destroyed Houston. He had them very close to an NBA Finals appearance. Now they're in shambles. Why, why, are, they, why are they in shambles now? Part of the reason they're in shambles is because the owner made him make a trade for Russell Westbrook, who stinks. <laughs> the, the owner made him trade Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. That's why they're in shambles. All I can say is this, this whole situation, I'm, I've never, I've been in Philadelphia my, my whole life. It's an absolute disgrace. If he, if he would take the floor in Philadelphia, he'd be so abused, the guy would never show up again. I got you, Gary, and I appreciate the call. And off that, and I, I, I am pleading with the Sixers to put him on the floor Friday night. Like, I really do want them to put him on the floor Friday night. Just because it's what he deserves. He deserves to need to go out there and face the fans that he's terrified of and face his teammates who we won't look in the eye and tell them about why he doesn't want to be here anymore and all this stuff. Like, please make him go on the floor Friday night. You know, make him be publicly embarrassed because he's so terrified of it. Like, he's so terrified of embarrassment. He's so afraid of... He's, he's so insecure. So now you want to torture him? Well, I, I, I think, yeah. I mean, Friday night, 
Oh, God forbid I ask him to do his job. Like, it is his job. It's not like I'm waterboarding him or anything. Like, his job is to no, play you're basketball. Do, you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it out of, like... Yeah, I'm doing it out of spite. Not, not, it's, it's not true. even spite. It it's is like, spite. No, it's not spite. You're doing it... You want to, like, soul-crush him. Like, <laughs> like, it's not, like, it's not... Like, spite is one thing. Like, this is beyond spite, it sounds like. It sounds like you want to, like, like mentally, like, be disturbed by this. I want. I, I think he deserves to get booed by an entire stadium of people. I do. I do think he deserves that. Okay. Seems like a little much to ask. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, well. You know, I'm sorry. I'm asking Ben to do his job. I but know no, that's a, a lot. No, it's not He's that making you're making $30 million. It's a lot. You know, you know you're, you're, as, you're asking him to step into an environment that you know is going to mentally, like, mess with him. Like, it's not that you're asking him just to play basketball. Well, you know, if you're going to be a professional athlete, be mentally tougher. Like, I don't know what else. He's choosing that. not to play. Like, he's not He's not saying that he's like, oh, I'm like, I'm so tough. I'm going to play. Like, that's, is that what he's saying? Like, I'm missing those words from him. He, he's choosing, I, I, you know, so he's just choosing not to do his job. And that, that's okay. He's holding out. This is a holdout. This is war, they said, right? <laughs> war. Yeah, yeah, they did say that. So, I guess, uh, I guess that makes sense. But... I would love to see him on the floor. Didn't I really, really make would. Any sense, to be no, I, I really would love to see him on the floor. But this is really an important situation for the league. And Adam Silver talked about this on Tuesday. I wanted to get into that a little bit because, uh, you know, the precedent that this sets is really something that could be bad for the league long term. When you talk about guys and the hypothetical situation of players signing a contract. And pulling what Ben Simmons is pulling now and demanding out and making it such a mess where a team feels like they have no choice. And that's what Ben Simmons is trying to do right now. And I think the Sixers are doing the right thing and saying, no, we do have a choice. And we don't need to trade you just because you want to get traded. You can throw all the temper tantrums you want. You can cry as much as you want. You're not going to force us to do anything. But Adam Silver talked about this. On Tuesday, and it is a complicated issue for the league to fix. Here's Silver on how he thinks this can be fixed. It's not clear to me, at least from my perspective, what provision would have avoided this. I mean, again, if if a player is determined not to want to play in a particular market and is willing to accept the consequences, meaning he doesn't get paid and he gets fined on top of that, as, as we saw, he then showed up in training camp. And I'm just responding to reports I saw today. But then he clearly didn't want to be there and wasn't willing to listen to his coach. So here we're back at it again. Mm. So it, it, there, there isn't always, I would say, a simple solution. I, it's, it's not as if we're sitting around in the league office and saying, if we only had this provision in the CBA, that would avoid a player holdout. This is unfortunately even part of the league since the beginning of time. And it is a problem. And you can hear Silver talking about there where he's like, and it, it's something that they need to fix. As he said, there's no provision right now that would prevent it. But as he said, if the player is willing to incur the fines and willing to not do what he's what he is obligated to do, there's not much they can do to fix it right now. Here's more from Adam Silver on the player control in the NBA. I think it depends on the longevity of the team personnel or owner in the league. I mean, for those who've been at this a long time, as I have, um, this is nothing new, frankly, in the league, unfortunately. I mean, there's storied um, players over many decades who've, held out of contracts, um, didn't go to the team that they, that drafted them, um, held out of training camp, et cetera. So I, I, I don't I don't really see it as being sort of the modern day issue many people are um, painting it to be. On the other hand, it's something you never like to see mm. as a league that, you know, I think for Ben, I, I think what, what people are suggesting is that this early in his contract, it's highly unusual 
um, to be holding out in the way he is. But again, both sides have rights um, as a result of holding out. He's some combination of not being paid and being fined on top of that. And so it's an unfortunate situation. And obviously that there's a reason why we have contracts in this league. If everybody um, just complied to, according to handshakes, you wouldn't need those documents. <laughs> and so then when you have situations like this, people of course turn to the contract and expect players to honor it on their, from their standpoint and players expect teams to honor contracts. And that's ultimate. And, and incidentally, just even watching um, your, your show, earlier today and hearing from some of the players, it's not just about management or ownership versus the player. Players in this league, as you know, make moves based on where they think other players are going to be. And so there's a, there's a reliance issue for mm-hmm. everyone involved and, and, and an expectation. It doesn't mean that behind the scenes, players and management don't have discussions about potentially moving. And of course, teams have the ability to trade players, but that's part of what they sign up for when they get their guaranteed contract. And when you look at this situation and how it's going to end up playing out, and this is why I I just, I don't see where Ben Simmons goes from here because, you know, he can keep coming back and, and, you know, doing what he did at practice, but that's going to leave him in the same situation that he was in when he was in California. Like, there's no point in coming in here if you're just going to keep doing things to get suspended and losing money. The whole point of him showing up was to recoup his money or get paid, which he's not right now because he's acting the way he's acting. And here's Woj uh, talking about that part of it and why Simmons is ultimately going to have to play ball. Right now, the problem for Ben Simmons, if he wants to get paid, if he wants to earn uh, on his $33 million this season, Uh, he's going to have to engage. I'm told that Philadelphia uh, has fined him for all four of the preseason games that he's missed. That's $1.4 million this season. Uh, Obviously, tomorrow night, he's suspended. It's a lower number than the $360,000 that it costs him for each missed game. And he has been fined, I'm told, numerous times. Missed practices, missed meetings. And so that number continues to escalate. So Ben Simmons can stay. And if he doesn't engage, the team's going to probably continue to find him. And it may not be getting him closer to a trade. And it's why I just don't see where he has any sort of leverage here. Where even if he does want to be a distraction and cause issues, okay, well, you're not going to get your money. And that was the whole point of him showing up and reporting in the first place. So I just don't really know where the recourse is for Ben Simmons here, and Ramona Shelburne was on the ESPN Daily podcast with Pablo Torre, and as she mentions here, uh, Sixers actually benefiting from a recent change the NBA made a few weeks ago. The NBA came out with a new memo that changed some of the language, and I think it was a very important change where in previous times they would say, if a player does not have a reasonable excuse for not playing, whether that be vaccination status, whether that be Ben Simmons saying, I'm just not going to show up because I want to be traded. It would say the player may not be paid or the player would not be paid. But in the draft that came out, in the memo that came out two days before training camp, the NBA said, if a player does not have a reasonable excuse, he will not be paid. And over the weekend, Ben's representation has a lot of calls to the Players Association and comes to the conclusion that the language is is not going to allow him to recoup the money that he's been losing. And 
I know there's a talk about it's not about money. He really just wants to be traded. What's the biggest leverage play? We'll let him explain it for himself when he faces the cameras. But he had already lost about a million dollars. He was still being fined. And that is adding up very quickly. And when you feel like you're going to get that money back someday, you don't worry about it as much. But when you feel like that money's gone for good, you start worrying about it. Yeah. And that's the situation that we're in right now. And it's why I don't think Simmons really has any has any cards left to play here. Let's go to Jason in Frederick Fredericktown. What's up, Jason? Fredericktown. Yeah, What's up, man? Hey, man, you need psychiatric help there. You really want to shame somebody publicly. And for you to feel comfortable saying that out loud on the public airways has points to a whole new problem with society. For me to ask Ben like, Simmons to go do self. his job, that is something that, no, that is a you, problem you for society. You're like, I want to shame him. I want, I want him to feel embarrassed. I want to put him down. Like, all that, man. Like, come on, man. That, 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 that's crossing the line. Like, is that how you're going to raise your son? Well, Jace, like, Jason, Jason, do you, th- do, you think the way, do you think the way he's acting, do you think he's acting of sound mind right now? Do you think he's somebody who's acting no, no, in a way that, that makes sense in a professional manner? Different topic. I'm just talking about how you want to point your finger and publicly shame him and being comfortable saying that out loud. Jason, like, I'm done. I'm done. Coddle, I'm done coddling the kid. Okay, I'm done coddling. Tell me the kid. too, man. No, the kid's been coddled for years. If I'm you want to keep coddling him, you want to you want to keep making no, him. Sc- you know that fine. Nope. Whatever, man. Nope, I don't, man. I just don't. I just don't think that publicly shaming people is a way to go around life. Jason, it is that's his so, job no to play basketball. It is his job yeah, to play basketball. Is it not? No, it is. It is what we're talking about. We're talking about your mental. Your mental ability trying to say that you want to go out there and publicly shame somebody, that's an issue. Jason, like, we're fans. We're saying that out loud. We're fans like, of no, the man, Philadelphia the guy, 76ers. He is trying right. to rip this team apart. Like, like, is that is that something we should just accept and just, oh, Ben, do whatever you want. Don't play. No, Go home. We'll no, pay you. Do whatever you want. Two years ago. It didn't happen, but I yeah, no, no, it didn't happen. So, Jason, he's here. So, what should yeah. the Sixers so, do? What what should they do? I think they should get a, a, whatever they can for him. They, they should have traded him. They should get whatever he can for him. Dude. That's what I think. And just but uh, that's you, not happening, right? But if you can't trade him right now, what should they do? Just pay him to do nothing. Do so you think is they they should go out and just shame him? I think they should play him. I think they should play him. Okay. And what the fans do, if the fans boo him, the fans boo him. What a oh, horrible yeah, no, thing for Ben. He deserves to be booed. But I'm talking about you. You want him to go out there and feel mentally anguished and shamed, and you want you want to. Jason, you just said he deserves yeah. to be. But I'm not saying yell, you know, obscenities at him. I'm saying if he goes out on the floor and he's booed, that's all I'm saying. You just said he deserves to be booed. Oh, he doesn't deserve to be booed, but like the, the shame him—that's a different story, dude. Like, what what, like, what what is boo, what is booing? What is what is booing, there. Jason? Is booing not shaming not, somebody? No, it's not. What is? What would you classify no. as? Booing? I would the booing. That's what the classification. Okay. Is well, booing. maybe, maybe Jason, maybe I phrased it wrong. All I was saying was that right. I would like okay. to see him go out and get booed. Fine. Okay. Yeah, fine. All right. Take it easy. Fair man. enough. Fine. Have a good one, Jason. Thanks for the call. And yeah, I mean, I don't think that's an irrational thing of a fan to want. Like, the kid has not been booed. The kid has not been, you know. Has not been misfairly, unfairly treated his entire time here. I mean, the the 
the, the sympathy for Ben Simmons, I'm just done with it. Like, I really am. I'm just, it's such a, a you know, so exasperated by this entire situation. This guy is trying to rip apart this team. Like, they're asking him to come back and fulfill his duties, fulfill his professional obligations, and do his job? And if he's not willing to do that, yeah, I think he deserves to be booed. And if that makes me a horrible person, that makes me a horrible person. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But I don't think that is an unreasonable thing to ask. To ask a man to go out who's being paid handsomely to go on the floor and do his job. And if he gets booed by the fans... Woe is me. I'm not going to shed any tears for Ben Simmons. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We'll get back to Ben Simmons in a second, but... I did want to mention the MLB playoffs last night. Good night of baseball. As the Dodgers come back, Cody Bellinger, who everybody's just going to forget about the fact that he had an awful regular season. They almost left him off the postseason roster. Uh, He's had some huge hits, had the big hit in Game 5 to knock out the Giants. A huge three-run homer last night uh, to tie the game up for the Dodgers. They end up beating the Braves. They still trail the series 2-1, but I don't know. It kind of was... It kind of was the win that makes you feel like the Braves lost their best opportunity to really take control of that series. Like, they could have gone up 3-0. It obviously would be extremely difficult, even for a team like the the Dodgers, to beat them four games in a row. Feels like the Braves missed a big opportunity last night. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Bellinger and and Mookie Betts really let their – you know, manager off the hook. He – Doc. You look at that – yeah, Doc. You look at that lineup and – they have arguably their fifth best center fielder playing center field. Who was in center Ga- field? Gavin for Lux. Oh, okay. See the misplay? I did not. I did not see the entire. Oh game. yeah, this guy had no business being in center. F- he's a he's a converted second baseman, shortstop a little bit, but really second baseman by trade. He's playing center field, and uh, he's just he had a collision in, in the wall with the wall about three weeks ago in the regular season when they were wrapping up with the Padres, and you can tell he shook from it because, you know, he's on a center fielder, and then um. He was inexperienced with how to backtrack with the wall and trying to field it in the sun field, and the sun got, you know, threw him off and botched the ball, dropped the ball, and, you know, it led to the beginning that knocked Walker Bueller out, who had really been in a, you know, solid rhythm uh, mm-hmm. beginning of the game. And it's just what, like, Chris Taylor's there, Trey Turner's there, Cody Bellinger's there, Mookie Betts is there. Yeah, the guy, he's probably their fifth best center fielder in the lineup. Uh, yeah, and and um, that was that that that's obviously a tough loss for the Braves after after falling uh, uh, or getting ahead in the series two zero and a real chance to take control. And just bizarre pitching uh, decisions from Doc too. Yeah, well he got off the All hook week. in that one. We'll see if if that if uh, they can tie the series up tomorrow. And also the Astros come back late to beat the Red Sox. I didn't even realize they win this game nine to two. Um, I get, would they just go nuts in the eighth and ninth inning? I saw Altuve tie it up, and then they got the lead. I didn't know. It was yeah, a, it was in the ninth. So, you know, Yovadi kind of could have strike could have gone his way, would have changed the complexion of the inning, but it didn't. And they didn't want to use him too long, so they pulled him. 
you know, traffic on the bases, and then they put in Martin Perez, and he just couldn't get anyone. It just led it, it, more bleeding. And really, the story of that one, I got to say, not a bad outing from, from is, Nicky Pavetta. Five well, innings? Well, that is not the story of the game. but that, it, it that, was, That's the story for us. I mean, okay. I, I was very interested to see how Pavetta, how Pavetta did. Yeah, Five innings, well. uh, two hits, one run. Uh, so not a bad performance from Nick Pavetta. Uh, and that series uh, now tied at two, uh, game five tonight at Fenway. Zach Grinke got four outs. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. I didn't catch a ton of all these games. Uh just snippets as you can probably tell. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Kareem in West Philly. What's up, Kareem? Hey, how's it going, fellas? How's it going, man? I am so tired of all this baby and and baby and Ben Simmons. Like he needs a he needs a diaper or something. You know, somebody was young when he came out of college. I was nineteen, I was going to jump school. You know, and they made it very clear. This is the job. This is what you signed up for. Do your job. You know, it's not going to be easy. You got to take your lumps. Do your job. Everybody's cuddling them and, you know, oh, Ben, we need you to do this. We need you to look. This is the job. Right? Come out here and you play. And Kareem, right? it just, like, like, I just don't, I don't know how anybody can have any sympathy for him anymore. Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand with what this guy has done, oh, really his whole career, like refusing any kind of instruction refusing to expand his game. Brett Brown tries telling him what to do. He's not going to listen to him. He's not going to listen to anybody who's trying to honestly help him. People have tried to help him, and he doesn't want any help. And now, you know, he's going to pull all this crap, and people think booing him is unfair? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, before they gave him that big contract, they should have set him down and said, listen, you need to turn your game up. We can give you the contract next year, but you need to turn your game up. You need to show us some more. Right, because right now, you, you know, you drag him. You drag an ass, and that's not that's unacceptable. Right? You need to bring more to the table than what you bring in. You know, and it's sad because he doesn't want to get better. You know, that's the best. That's the part that's driving me crazy. He just doesn't want to get better. Yeah, no, and it's frustrating, Kareem. And you see, like, there, there's a difference. There's a reason why the great players are great, and there's a reason why other guys just end up being, you know, average or good players. And that's what's so frustrating. And then. It makes me feel dumb because I defended him for years. I defended him all the way up until this year's playoffs when I finally saw the light and when I think most people did. And it's just frustrating that he's made everybody look stupid. Uh, he ends up being exactly what the detractors said he was for years. Um, and it's really frustrating. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, Kareem. Thanks for uh, the yeah, comment. Okay. Yep, take it easy. And, and you know, it, it, that part of it is frustrating. And another part of it where I just don't understand the sympathy. And, you know, think about last year going back to the playoffs. And obviously he was having a a horrible Atlanta series where you look back at it. Game six, like, when you watch that game back, I think it's pretty clear now, knowing what we know, that he intentionally, like, bailed out of that game. Like, I don't think, you know, he can make it about Doc and Embiid's comments after game seven. I think he decided during that series he was out. I think he decided during that series, you know, he didn't want to be back here anymore. He fouled out of game six intentionally. Like, I think it, it's kind of obvious that's what happened there. He had six fouls in what, like 18 minutes that night? And then there's this story from before game seven that I saw over the weekend. And Ramona Shelburne reported this. Uh, and here was her on the ESPN Daily podcast talking about Ben Simmons and him potentially faking COVID-19 exposure before that game. This started last year in Game 7, but it really started before Game 7. Interesting. Okay? Before Game 7, Ben Simmons missed shoot-around. 
and he missed shoot around because he had a close contact with a masseuse on the team who had an inconclusive COVID test. Mm. Okay. And had he been vaccinated at the time, he would have, that would have close contact would not have forced him to sit out of practice or been held out. But at the time he had to sit out and a lot of his teammates sort of were looking askance at this saying, did he really see the masseuse in the last couple of days? Hmm. Okay. Um, there were some questions raised about his willingness and eagerness to, to play in that game seven. Because as you know, game five and six were pretty awful for Ben Simmons as well. Like, if that's how, I mean, if that's how this dude's going to react when there's adversity. And I saw Chris Mannix tweeted this out on Tuesday that, I mean, word around the league right now. And this is why what Simmons is doing is completely counterproductive. Because he tweeted out that that teams around the league, GMs around the league are looking at this, and they see what happened last year in the playoffs, and they see what happened on Tuesday, and they're like, when things go south, this is how this guy reacts? It's like, is this really the kind of player we want to trade for? And if the, and it's what I just don't understand. Like, if your objective, if your end goal is to get traded, not one thing Ben Simmons has done this offseason makes that more of a realistic possibility. Nothing incentivizes the Sixers to trade him more or incentivizes anybody around the league to go get him. And I think when you look at the damage that he has done to his reputation this offseason, it's it's far worse than the damage he did to himself on the floor in that series against Atlanta. Um, and... I think he's being exposed for for you know being a, a weak player and being a losing player. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, John, I see you there. We'll talk to John when we get back, and then you if you want to join. As we wrap up the show, obviously talking a lot about Ben Simmons tonight. We'll see where the situation goes from here. Uh, but Ben suspended will not be in action tonight in New Orleans. Uh, so we'll continue talking about it coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for a couple more minutes here. Um, we will, uh, before we get out of here, do a few over-unders for the NBA season. Uh, as it, you know, got started last night. Sixers getting started tonight. They will play in New Orleans without Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons, if you did not hear yesterday, which I'm sure everybody has, kicked out of practice on Tuesday for refusing to participate in a drill, uh, was sent home. Um, and, you know, the next question is, where do the Sixers go from here? Uh, a lot of of sentiment that it's time to move on, it's time to take what you can get and, and end this. Um, I, I still don't think that's the right move. I still think the Sixers should, uh, you know, hold on to Ben Simmons for now, see what the league looks like in six to eight weeks. Maybe you can include him in a trade. Um, with some other pieces to get a player that's valuable. But right now, you're not getting anything of value, um, and it's it's not a move I'd make. So uh, we've been talking about that much of the night. We'll see if Ben Simmons plays. We'll see what happens from here. Uh, Doc Rivers said he will be invited back to practice Thursday, um, and we'll see if he ends up uh, reporting. We'll see how that ends up going. And obviously, if he ends up playing, in the home opener on Friday night against the Nets, uh, I would, 
I would heavily suspect uh, that he does not participate in that game. Uh, it, you know, even though I would like to see him do, I would like to see Ben Simmons on the floor that night. Um, and, uh, you know, out there with his teammates and, and doing his job. I know it's a big ask uh, for a, a professional uh, to do his job, um, but I think Ben Simmons should should do that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to John and Hazleton. What's up, John? PK, how you doing? You know, I wanted to get on this, uh, this, this, the pity for this, uh, this, this guy. I don't, I don't get it either. You know, uh, I'm no Carson Wentz fan. I don't like him. I'm glad he's gone. I thought he was soft, but you know, he, he, he takes a, a pretty good beating, which he deserves for the way you know he, he went out. But you know, this guy at least did something for this city. Yeah, I mean, no, he was a big reason. John, you won a Super Bowl. John, you're right. I mean, the Wentz stuff pales in comparison to this. Like, like what, what. What Carson Wentz did and the way he is viewed, and I've been extremely hard on Carson Wentz, it's nowhere close to what Ben Simmons is doing. Nowhere close. I just, I just and, and, and for that guy who called before, oh, you're such a bad person. You want to see him? I want to see him shamed. I want to see him booed. I want to see him telling him. I want to, I want to hear the people screaming, telling him he sucks. I want him to get all that because he's an entitled little brat. He makes all this money, and okay, you don't want to be here anymore. Go out, play ball. They want to get rid of you, too. It's not like the Sixers right. want them. So, you know what I mean? They're not holding them hostage. They want them going, too. They just want to do what's best for the organization. And he's, he's supposed to be pitied, and we're not supposed to boo him, and he's not supposed to be shamed for acting like a, a self-entitled little brat. I'm tired of this, dude. Get him out of here. Right, John, and, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, it's not like the Sixers are holding Ben Simmons and they're telling him, you're going to be here the next four years, you know, play and like it. It's like they're asking him to go out for a few weeks and play and they'll trade him during the season. Like they want him gone just as bad as he wants to be gone, but, but they can't make a trade unless somebody's out there to trade for him. Right. And right now he has no trade value and they shouldn't just give him away and they shouldn't pay him to do nothing. That's ridiculous. I'm sick of this dude. People need to stop feeling sorry for him. He's a fraud. Just like Howard would say. Yeah. Oh, I, I appreciate it, John. And thanks for the call. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's not like the Sixers are telling Ben Simmons you know, you're going to be here the next four years. They want to trade him just as badly but as he wants to They're not to telling him that they're honoring the request. They're not telling him that. Yeah, because he – and, yeah, I, I agree. He but, made but you're, a, but you're saying that they're telling him that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll appease you in a couple of weeks. They're, they're not saying that. Right, but he made a request. Yeah. They tried to accommodate well, no, him. No, actually, they made a, he made a demand, it sounds like. Which he is not in position to make, considering his well, contract well, status. Well, yeah, but. You know, I mean, he he can make a demand all he wants without leverage. It's pretty hard uh, to make the Sixers follow through on that demand. Even like, um, wh- when did the Sixers say that? Like, yes, Ben, we will trade you. It's just going to be an eight. Like, when have they said that? They tried to trade him. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, they tried but, to. Trade but him. you're saying that they're telling him that, like, yes, we will trade him if you come play for a little bit. They never said that. They're not saying that at all. Well, do I know that for a fact? No. It's do sad, I? But they're saying publicly. They're saying to Ben. Ben, like we like, we're they're trying to spin it as like ah, we actually we're back to loving you. Like we want you to be a part of it. That's how they're spinning it publicly. I mean, of course they're going to spin it like that publicly. They're going to try. Nobody believes it. I mean, I, do you do you believe that? Like, do you? Believe- I, I don't think they have a plan. I think Ben like tried to get out of here, and then they went around and realized that they may be overrating his value, and that the value isn't really there for what they want it to be. And now they're just like they just look ridiculous because they're they waited too long now. I don't know. They just kind of have to figure out a way to get out of this, right? And the way to get out of it is for him to come play. And, and he's not going to play though. Like that's it's just it's not realistic. It's not reality. Like it's not paying attention to the man and what he's saying. And it's like not paying attention to the circumstances. He's but, not playing, and it's over. But like Doc said, you have a bleep in contract. 
Like, okay? he has a contract. But he's not going to honor it. Like, he's already told us that. He's not going to honor the contract. Well, he report. I mean, he reported. So, okay. I mean, he, so, he reported, so that would give the inclination he's going to honor it. Unless he, he's going to keep pulling these these incidents every practice. Probably if they keep putting him in that room. If they keep asking him to come to work? You know, yeah, what, if, they, what, if they keep, like, pretending everything's back to normal and he's part of the team, yeah. Did, do you think he's acting in a professional manner? Do you think he's acting in a in the way he should be acting right now, or do you think he should play? What do you What no, do you think Ben should do? If his heart's not in it, he shouldn't play. He, he should. He shouldn't. Because then you're cheating your teammates and you're cheating Doc. <laughs> oh like, my God! No, I mean, he doesn't care about cheating his teammates. Come on. Okay. I mean, he's he, cheating them right now. You ask me if he should play, not if I ask him if he cares. Like, I'm just answering. Should he play? No. If he's if his heart's not in it and he's not mentally in it, no, he should not play. No, I got you. And I'm, I, I, you know, I, I just, the, the idea of him being worried about cheating his teammates. But he shouldn't, though. The, the answer, if I'm Doc Rivers, I should not put in a guy whose heart's not in it. Like, that's, I don't, I don't care if it, like, comes down to whether it's the right reason or not. That's just, he should not be in the lineup because it's cheating with his teammates. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair enough, I guess. I just, uh, you know. But it just sounds like if you don't like the reason why, though, you just want to stick it to Ben and put it in it when it's not fair to the rest of the team. Well, no, I don't, I don't think. I, I don't think the reason why, like, really matters. Like, he has a contract. They want him to play. Like, they want him to honor his contract. You uh, think Embiid wants him to play? I think the Sixers, as an organization, want him to play. Do I think Joel Embiid wants to be teammates with him? Hell no. No, Joel I Joel Embiid wants him gone. I, I don't think any of them do it. But I think Joel Embiid and his teammates are professionals. And I think they understand... I think Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, the guys in that locker room. Only two of them have leverage. They, they, right. But they, no, I don't think any of them at this point really want to play with Ben. I right. think that's pretty fair. But I think at the same time, they all understand that the quickest and most efficient way to get Ben traded is for him to come back and play, let his value increase, and then you can trade him. The only person in this whole scenario that does not seem to understand the reality of the situation is Ben. Well, that's, I don't think, the 29 other GMs seem to disagree with Daryl Morey, right? Like, they they do not seem to align on what Daryl Morey perceives Ben Simmons' value as. So I don't think this is like Ben is all alone on, like, understanding what his value is. Right, right now his value is low. Right. The Sixers are thinking if he comes back, his value will increase. That's the, That's the whole point. Like, the reason why... They need him to play is because the GMs don't think his value is. They very need him high. to play only for their sake, like, like that. Right for the team's sake. He's under contract. Like, but he, he doesn't care. He's he just knows that other teams are willing to trade, you know, whatever it is, whatever percent of what Daryl Moore wants, and he knows that teams like. So if the, he knows the other teams all view him for what his value is. Why does he care that Daryl Morey's overrated him? He, like he's just like his thing is just like. Just get me out of here. Let's all move on. Right, but he wants to have he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He no, wants he doesn't. To get paid. He, he doesn't care about his value. He doesn't like at no point does he say like I want the Sixers to win this trade, right. but also I get out of here. But he doesn't he, want his cake and eat it. He if, just wants he just wants the cake all gone. No, if he didn't care, he wouldn't have showed up. If he didn't care about getting paid, he wouldn't have showed up. He wants to get paid and not play. That, well, I mean, if that's not having your cake and eating it too, I don't I don't know what is. But he didn't get paid. He came back for nothing. Like he came back and he's yet to get paid. He got disp- he even though he was available for the Pistons game, he got suspended or he got fined for that, right? So he he's not getting paid. Right, but he the- like he theoretically that's the reason he returned. Do you or do you think he just returned to cause chaos? You don't I, think I, th- he- I don't know. I think he yeah, I mean, it probably was money motivated at some point, but it's I don't know what's going on here. Maybe he needed to meet with them in person again and reiterate his stance. Maybe he needed 
maybe he's thinking like, okay, these guys don't take me at my word. Maybe I'll back up my word and walk the walk here too. Walk the walk by not of of, of like <laughs> I'm done. Like I'm mentally done. You don't believe that I'm done? I will show you that I'm physically done. Like that's what it seems like it's going on here. All right. Like the Sixers, the Sixers have been dumped by him, and they just don't buy it. Well, we'll see. I mean, I call his bluff again. I'd see. I mean, what, what, let's see how far he's willing to take this. Um, I, I just, I think it's a disgrace. I think this is one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen from a Philadelphia athlete. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is a coward, and uh, it's it's a shame it's gotten to this point, but it's Ben Simmons' fault and Ben Simmons' fault alone. But that'll do it for the show tonight. We'll get to these over-unders on Thursday. I'm in on Thursday, so we'll do the over-unders on Thursday night. Thank you to Mike Angelina for producing the show. Next up, we'll talk to Al for the overlap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams. And lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.